Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. podcast we got gus yo got big louis on yeah <laughs> also now you're the big guy i'm the small one <laughs> i used to be called big gus back in the day yeah that's how we do it <laughs> then we got justin of course what's up so pretty much uh gus has a really cool company called fish elite and uh on top of that he does really cool tattoos so we're going to kind of talk about tattooing fishing Uh-oh. life you know so let's talk about fishing first how did you get into fishing how did I get into fishing? Oh, man. Uh, I remember being uh, five years old, and, uh, you know, my mom was a single mom. My mom and my, I was raised by my mother and my aunt, and mm-hmm. uh, they were both home care nurses. And uh, long story short, she took care of this uh, World War II veteran good dude, and um, he knew that, you know, she was a single mother, and that she had five boys and, a, and one girl at the house. And it's like, yeah. So <laughs> he was lonely, man. You know what I mean? He didn't have nobody. Yeah. Veteran. Sweetest man in the world. And um, so he would tell, um, tell her to bring us to work. Yeah. So because we never saw our mom. I mean, we were we literally like raised ourselves. You know, you got two moms working to feed five of us. Yeah, that's crazy. We had a lot of rice and beans when we were kids. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like once in a while we'd get the gun out of but you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we would go to his house, and then so he was an outdoorsman, and uh, he was a hunter and a fisherman. And I remember he took me to Pudding Stone for the first time, and uh, he's like, "All right, set me up with this little rod and." I caught my first bass. I think I was like five, Damn. five or six. Addicted, huh? That was it. <laughs> I was done after that. Oh, I didn't know that that one little bass. And I still remember it vividly. It's uh, which I can't even remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that bass. Huh? <laughs> What'd you eat last night, honey? I don't know. It was good. I think. You know. I was like, yeah, but um, yeah. So that was it, man. And uh, and then ever since then, I just I just love fishing. You know, I guess it's like in my blood. I don't know. And originally, we're from um, Nicaragua, so I mean, Nicaragua is one of the best places to fish in the world. Mm-hmm. A lot of fishermen there, so maybe that's where I get it from. I don't know. I was born and raised here, so you've gone down there and fished. No, but I, I need to. <laughs> I need to. I'm just you've caught some super exotic fish though, like on your Instagram. Like you, yeah, you get yeah. to travel. So when you travel, you're always have your fishing pole with you. Oh, totally, dude. <laughs> I I am. <laughs> I am as passionate about fishing as I am tattooing. And, and it, you know, before the first 
um, I would say like the first 15 years of my career, I focused so much on, you know, building my name and, and uh, getting my name out there and, mm-hmm. you know, all the magazine interviews and all this stuff and TV shows that I did. It's like I got that done. And so, but I never enjoyed the cities that I would go to. I was going like yeah. these beautiful places. Yeah. Like Florida was amazing. I, I mean, I don't know how many times I went to Florida Damn. before I even touched the rod there. You know, and that's like an amazing fish, <clears throat> right? And just everything, right. largemouth and salt. You know, yeah. And everything. I mean, you can literally fish largemouth bass. I mean, trophy bass, mm-hmm. and then in the morning or in the afternoon or vice versa, and then go catch big snook and tarpon. Dude, in the it's re- awesome. it's retarded. <laughs> The, I mean, the humidity can suck balls. I mean, I'm not yeah. about that. You know what yeah. I mean? But the fishing is just It's amazing that you can, like, the amount of species and, and, and how fast you can tra- transition from salt water to, to brackish water to yeah. salt water. It's an amazing place to fish. But anyway, so, um, you know, uh, the tattooing, like I said, I was going to all these cities and I never did. And so finally now I'm at a stage in my career where I built my name and you know, my own, I've been my own boss for like twelve years, but awesome. I'm finally at a place where I could like actually like go and enjoy these cities. So I've been doing that for like the last four years, and so I, yeah, dude, I take my travel rods, my <laughs> swim bay rods, and, and I don't care if it's a mud pond, dude. <laughs> I know there's gonna be hey, in. you know, I learned that I talked about before. I went to uh, Sacramento with my family, and I, yeah, yeah. I fished the river, nothing. Then I looked on Google Earth, and I'm like, look at these little ponds. I wonder right. what's in there, and it was just lily pads. Right. So my frogs started burning frogs. Bam, bam. Yeah. And no one fishes it. No one, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. So it's like, it, you, you got to fish. It might look like there's nothing. And there's yeah. dudes on Instagram that'll fish like, you seen Mike Iconelli fishing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did fishing. you see that one? Yeah. Last? He caught the catfish inside Philly dude, in the city. Dude. I couldn't believe it. In a fucking yeah. uh, drainage ditch. Is yeah. that real? In a sewer drainage. I think it is. I mean, unless he's legit. trying to get fucking. I don't know. <laughs> but if it was. I give a prop. I love Mike. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's he, one of my favorite fishermen growing up as a kid. Was I? Did you read you know his book? I haven't read his book. Just, you should read it. It's like a super good. I oh, like really? It. Yeah, it's a great book. I don't yeah. know. I'm not really. I don't really know how to read so well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's on audio. I just draw. Oh, good. Then I'm good. I can just sit on, on a plane ride to a show or something. Um, so do yeah. you take do you take him uh, like a, in tubes, or you take your your uh, rods with you, or do you have like two piece rods you take? No, no. So. I mean, um, I fish for a company called Okuma. Uh-huh. So Okuma makes a travel rod series. Oh, wow. And it's actually, they're actually four-piece rods. No way. Yeah, dude, and they work great. Have I, you caught big fish on it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, caught, I, got a medium, I got a medium light setup. It's like a little spinning rod setup. Uh-huh. I, I think I caught a – oh, the 10, 10 5 bass oh, yeah. in Florida. I caught on that. On a Cinco. On a Cinco. <laughs> yeah, on a Cinco. I know you're, you're fishing with them too usually. No, no. No? no. Not, not always. Do you fish a lot too? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, Ludog! Let's, oh, let's hear about Ludog's. Uh, how did oh. you start fishing? This guy's uh, a swim. This guy, him and his brother Raul, are swim bait <laughs> park legends. People don't know about. <laughs> let's hear about what's your park. Where where where'd you start? Don't tell uh, him the park, Lou. Okay, just yeah, yeah. You, fish actually, ah, uh, now you can yeah. tell him because the parks are all bo- burned down now. Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. I started right there, Lake Lake. That's a great dude. That's a great. It used fishing. to be bit, uh, be a lot of big bass in there. Yeah, yeah. Not so much anymore, huh? Dude. Mm. <laughs> You gotta work for it. Fish, you gotta you know? work for it, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, if I told you, if I told you that this fool and his brother fished MacArthur Park and oh, caught yeah. and caught yeah. teeners out of there, would you believe that? Uh, I, I've oh, seen them. Dude. Like sometimes I'm like, damn, that's the hood fishing yeah. right there. <laughs> but it's, it's a finest. good lake, right? I mean, if you can figure it out, that's yeah. like a great lake. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, then they remodeled uh, remodeled Echo Park. 
I just they seen throw that all those fish in the MacArthur. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, how was that? Nice. Did it make See, a big you're already talking too much, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like, you're going to hear, Beep. you're going to have like 30 dudes at MacArthur tomorrow. Yeah. Trying to... <laughs> See if they have to live all day right there, dude. They won't even last maybe five minutes. And you know what's funny is because you say that a long time ago, if you ever went on Fishing Network, did you ever go on there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I posted at Laguna Lake in Fullerton. I caught like three or four bass on spinnerbait. I go the next day and I see like 10 people with spinnerbaits. Oh, yeah. Throwing them in the right, no structure, <laughs> just throwing them. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe they fucking this happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and Justin fishes parks a lot. Yeah. yeah you with know? the kids. Yeah. yeah. Catches oh, good swim bait. Yeah. 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 Parks are perfect for fishing with kids. And yeah. That's how I taught my, my middle son how to cast and uh, catch bluegill because it's yeah. like they could figure out with their little Spider Man rod. You know how to cast. I'm like, stop, watch it. See the bobber yeah. go down, yeah. you know. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. Like, I know all about it. I got a 10-year-old daughter. I started yeah. like that. And now, yes. breezy, huh? Yeah. Dude, we take her on the sports boats, bro. Ooh, and she dude, catches she more calicos than the, than the dudes. <laughs> all the dudes are looking at my 10-year-old daughter like, what? With a big old cal- with a big old Curado 200, foot, <laughs> big old power handle, you know what I mean? And she's, awesome. They're just like, what the? F-? Yes. <laughs> What? Who's dad? Who's who's, who's daughter? I'm like, that's my daughter. That's right. She was there ripping lips. Everyone's like trying to figure out how to catch fish on bait. She's using artificials. Yeah, awesome. dude. Yeah, I teach her how to fish artificials. It's a lot funner. Yeah. She's a little beast. Beast <laughs> mode, dude. I started taking my son. He's four. I started taking him on half days. He's like, yeah. All of, it's cool watching the kids. I yeah. think it's more fun watching them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But your son's like get. a different breed of fisherman, dude, dude. He's crazy. He's, yeah. Like, he's obsessed. Oh yeah, he's. Last time I took him on a half day, he's like, "Dad, I want to do this every day." <laughs> I was like, yeah, me too. I wish we could. I, as adults, we're at, we all have that inner child in us, yeah. right? We want to fish every day. Yeah, dude, all the time. Yeah, when, yeah. If you can. When I saw you at Fred Hall, I remember I asked you like uh, where the trout, the trout pond was yeah, for yeah, the yeah. kids. So I took him right after, and like, um, we went to the that Pacific. The other show, the in Orange County. Oh yeah, the uh, Sportsman's Magazine. Yeah. yeah. So, I, it, you know, it was slow with the, that whole trout pond thing there, and he spent like forty five minutes. Like they weren't biting, you know, because it was last day. This and that. So he finally he caught one at Fred Hall, and he was the first one in his group, and he's like. I got one, like yelling, dude. Everybody's <laughs> laughing because he's just like so dedicated. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah, that, that, that cool, you dude. know what though? I mean, as old as you get though, that pump's always real. Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey you, you know, know, even if you catch a, a one or two pounder, you're screaming. Oh yeah. yeah. And if you haven't caught one all day, you're like, fish on, oh, fish yeah. on, <laughs> fucking screaming. Even though, you know, it's, oh yeah. And yeah. even Gary said that. You know, you know, he's like, I went fishing with, uh, you know, like three dudes, and like these guys act like every time they catch a fish. <laughs> So it's like their first fish, dude. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's how it feels every time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, drug, fish. Right? I fish with Gary all the time. Man. Yeah. Oh, me and that dude, if we have a blast on his boat, man. He's a super cool guy, man. Super yeah, good cool. caliber yeah. bass fisherman. Yeah, definitely. See, I mean, like that style of fishing is what I'm all about. You know? And his baits are amazing, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. So you like fishing kelp a lot when you go out for calico? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. All, about, I'm all about the big calicos out there. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I I like the the big game fish too, like mm-hmm. the tuna and the dorado and stuff like that. But I've been fishing tuna and and all that stuff so long here in SoCal that it's yeah. it's, it's fun. Don't get me wrong, and I like being on the boats and stuff like that. But oh no, man, something about those those big little calicos yeah. and stuff that just get my pump. I, I'm, I love bass fishing, so maybe that's why I'm more attracted yeah. to the calico. You know? Have you been down south to do the cabrilla fishing? 
No. No, I heard that. Dude, that sounds so amazing, man. No, Gary Was just... It? Didn't Gary go down... Uh... No, he went to Hawaii, I think. Oh. Yeah, I saw that. He just went to Hawaii. But yeah. we were talking to Charles about it, and he's been down. And he says it's like a yellowtail calico combined into one. Like, yeah, my friends, uh, Ruby and them, have that Cedro Sports Fishing Lodge yeah. down there. And they've been trying to get me to go down there. My friend, actually, Danny um, from Mountain Tackle, just went. And he said it was fire, dude. Dude, I bet, He man. said it was fire. Fire. He was throwing <laughs> those big old Daiwa jerk baits and just yeah. getting ripped like crazy left and right. So dude. fun, man. Oh, yeah. Big old, that's another thing I love fishing, too, is the yellowtail. I mean, dude, anything, yeah, that, yeah. anything that bites a reaction, <laughs> yeah, anything that hits a topwater yo-yo or like an exploding yeah, swim exactly, bait, like, yeah. that's where it's at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that is what I thrive for. Yeah, right definitely. Definitely. So, uh, tuna's cool, but he's like singing a bait and I'm just like, eh. Just like waiting for it to hit. It's like cool. I want to eat them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but soaking bait and stuff. And, and I think it's being a, a like I started at largemouth fishing first, so right. I think it's a largemouth uh, crossover. Right. Maybe you want to like work that bait all the time. You know, yeah. you always want to move around. Yeah, you know, it's like the predator, predator thing. Like yeah. you're the hunter and you're like working that bait and exactly. you're like, trying to get you're trying yeah. to trigger that fish into eating your bait. That's and cool. like that accomplishment, that accomplishment is way more satisfying than. Just throwing bait a bait fishing. out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plus, I don't want to get all those damn scales all over my rod and shit. <laughs> and you got to clean everything. And it's a Once bait. in a while, though, it's like, I want some sushi. I'm soaking the bait like crazy. <laughs> I'm like, that thing's going like three quarters of my spool out. Like, come on, eat it. You know what I mean? Do you Dude, have I mean, the new uh, Comodos reels? The Kumas? Yeah. Yeah. No, the, it's the new one. What is it? Comodos? Komodo? Komodo, I'm sorry. Is that the new reel that they have? The Well... There's there's a few of them, but my Komodo is my favorite. And I I looked at that because I have all, all the Abu Garcia, the Revos. Uh-huh. But I looked at that first. And I'm like, man, that's a good price for like a heavy reel. Oh, dude, you we know, got the like, three six. Well, I use the three six four because I'm a lefty. But we got the four hundred series and yeah. we got the three hundred series. And then we just came out with the two hundred series this year. Ooh. And dude, I mean, you're talking about something like compared to, to Corrado almost or the you know Revo S. Then it's oh uh, yeah. Way. The thing is, is like. The Curados are the old ones. The yeah. green, you know, the green pearl yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. were money. <laughs> I, I love those ones. Yeah. The new ones, eh, not so much. I'm not just saying that because I, I fish for Akuma, but um, the new the Komodos are just they're just you can just beat them up mm-hmm. and you can just torture them and throw them on the deck and you know you got you got 20 pounds of drag, dude. It's like that thing's a power horse and you just cast it all day. It's comfortable. Yeah. And then our new 200 series comes with a bigger handle, so like. Calico fishing is gonna. It's gonna be a killer in inshore. Uh, yeah, I don't want to sound like commercial, but it is. It's gonna be a killer, <laughs> a killer spotty spotty reel and a killer uh, calico calico reel. You fish the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like up for largemouth too. The yeah, lakes, yeah. Largemouth. We got our old school Curado. Yeah, I have a, some old uh, Shimano's. No, no, no new ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty expensive for some new good stuff, you know. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Ben just got Ben just got that. Uh, He's like, God damn, we didn't put a filter on Gus's uh, mic. It's like, yeah, our buddy, he got the Corrado DC. That thing's pretty badass. Yeah, man. that thing is pretty cherry. Yeah, and I like you know, the tracks, but they're just so much money, man. You know, I mean, you know, three, four hundred bucks. It's like, yeah, damn. You know what? I I got all I got all happy. I got one. I got a tranks, and I fished it, and I fished it. You know, I I liked it. It did what it was built for, but yeah. I wasn't really that Impressed, happy with yeah. it. I, I mean, I would still go back to my pearl green Curado. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. 
No, definitely. I mean, that's what we want to hear. I don't know. That's you what see people a lot want of them on sale you know? on freaking yeah. four fishing forums, so they might. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, "Oh, the new DC came out. I'm going to sell my drinks." <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, cool, man. man. Well, yeah. let's let's uh, talk about your. I guess you have so many different species you fish. Yeah. Let's talk about your PB uh, largemouth. My personal best large uh, largie is a thirteen five. Is that local or is that? Yeah, yeah, no, I caught it here in wow. um, in uh, near San Pedro. What did you catch it on? I caught it on a swim bait in an area I can't specify. <laughs> oh, you don't have to. Yeah, we don't. But, we don't uh, talk about the area. I was so. dressed all in black. And my <laughs> my reels were spray painted black. <laughs> yeah, dude, wow. I got it. 13.5 on a, on a small little old cast eight swim bait. This was like 10, 12 years ago. Wow. That's awesome. Um, my personal best in Florida is almost an 11-pounder. That wow. was on a Cinco, which was weird. I was just fishing with the fishing with my friend Scott and his kid. I've been mm-hmm. teaching them how to fish out there. They're, I mean, I went out there, and they're, they live on a PGA golf course, bro. Damn. And they got 89 lakes. <laughs> 89 <laughs> lakes wow. with full-strain Florida largemouth in them. Now, is it is is bass fishing way bigger over there? Like largemouth bass, uh, tackle shops, everything is just a lot bigger. I or do you feel like it's the same as it is in Southern California? No, no, no. Actually, believe it or not, specific areas will be like if you go like near Lake Okeechobee. That's what I said, Okeechobee like the though. middle, the middle of the state is geared towards bass because I mean it's it's bass driven in the yeah. middle of the state, but. Honestly, I would say it's more saltwater driven. I well, I would say it's eighty percent salt and twenty percent freshwater there. Wow, dude! Because again, you, you got largemouth, right? <laughs> yeah. People are going there for largemouth because of like Lake Okeechobee. Yeah. The original. I don't know if I'm correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the the original strain of largemouth that came all the way to California okay. was brought from Florida, right? Yeah. Am I right? Yep. And so it was dumped in our in our ponds out mm-hmm. here. The only difference is is that the bass in Florida, they don't have time to settle down and grow like our bass do. Our bass, you know, they have protein bars. We feed them <laughs> trout. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, El, El Dorado Park, you yeah, got... definitely, man. I don't That's know. a great park, man. Let's just yeah. say it's a nice park, and let's just say <laughs> there's some nice fish there. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't know how to fish for them, yeah. but they are in there. And, and some of us that, you know, we've been fishing El Dorado since we were kids. Yeah. You know, there's some monster teeners in there. Oh, yeah. Monsters. Yeah. So you caught that. You posted that video of that one a while back. It was a... Yeah, I caught, I caught a, a... I think it was like an eight-pounder. Wow. Dude, and nice it was fish. like two feet of water. <laughs> two feet of water. I was stepping in duck shit swim all over the place. That <laughs> <laughs> was duck shit corner. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Ah, dude, it's like an area where all the ducks just like... just. They're just like yeah. World War Two right there. <laughs> but I knew there was bass sitting in there because I could see him breaking on the bait, and I threw in there, yeah, caught an eight-pounder. Wow. And there was some random dude just sitting on the bench. I was like, hey, record this! <laughs> oh, I got this big old bass just jumping. I'm like, dude, you got to record this, you know? You know, every, I've done the same thing. I was at the beach, and I caught an eight-pound calico from the surf. Yeah. Wow. And this old couple's walking by. I'm like, you got to take a eight- picture, bro. Yeah. Eight pound calico from that's a big one. Yeah. Oh, surf. dude, it was it was a it, I thought it was a leopard shark, so I'm fighting wow. it, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I wrapped my own uh, a steelhead rod, so I wrapped it, bought it from fucking uh, uh, mud hole, nice, and bought a certain one I wanted, wrapped it. So I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great. So <laughs> I see it come in, and I'm like, fuck, that's a calico. 
And I pulled that shit out, and I was like, oh, my God. Dude, an eight-pounder, that's like fighting yeah. the yellowtail at that point. <laughs> I never found yellow yellowtail still. I don't know if you've ever. Oh, no, that if worked you ever... right there, huh? The what? It said that worked you right there. Yeah. Dude, I left. I went home. I'm like, there's nothing going to be better than this. Yeah. <laughs> that's like when I was fishing halibut a lot. Caught my legal. I was there for 10 minutes. Went straight home. Picked yeah. that thing up, went home, filleted it. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. That's yeah. that's a big calico, yeah. man. I mean, everyone dreams of catching those big ones, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, we had Chris uh, Lillis and talk about his, like, 13-pounder calico, yeah. dude. <laughs> dude, wild. And the pictures, you, you know, you've seen of him, I'm like, dude, I can't believe that. That's so That's big. a That's a dream fish right yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, man. any double-digit calico. Like yeah. That, uh, the closest I've gotten is, like, 9.8. And that's still almost a dream fish. I yeah. mean, if you compare the sizes to yeah. largemouth, it's like, you look at the big bass dream. That's, that's the world. Another. That's the world record, Calipong. Is or it? state record? Thirteen no, something. State. I, yes. I think so. It's a dude in San Diego. I think that holds it. I think. Really? Sure. Yeah. Wow. That's a. But he never. He never got a. I guess Chris never got a real. Scale certified scale certified. on it. That sucks. Yeah. No, because and they were on a boat too. So it was like a different story. Right. I think there's. You could look. He was on uh, Big Bass Dreams with yeah, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. the whole thing. But he uh, he said it before, but he came on uh, one of the episodes and talked about it. It doesn't matter. I mean, you stuck it. You know it. I mean, nowadays people want to prove things on the internet. Oh man, that's a whole different story. You know what I mean, as long as your your boys are there with you and you stick that big fish you've been fishing for, that's all that matters. (laughs) Especially matters more to you than anything because you know you work so long to catch that one fish. Yep. And then you get lucky though. Like I went to I went to Arkansas with my boy (laughs) with my boy Mike and uh, Ruben and. You know, they've been going for years and years and years trying to get these 50-pounders to bite. And Mike got his already. And uh, Mark and uh, Ruben, they've been going. They still haven't. He, Ruben got close this time. He got, a, I think, a 46 or a 48 four, or something. 48. Damn. Yeah, 48. Yeah. And my first time going, right? First time. Never been there. And um, fishing, throwing the swim baits. And dude, I'm, I'm watching these. Dude, <laughs> I am watching these things come out for these swim baits. Like, yeah. They look like these big white <laughs> torpedoes coming out from under the woods out on those yeah. rivers and Damn. I'm like oh my god I'm gonna chase it to the boat and I couldn't get him I couldn't get him second day I'm like alright man it's my turn you know first yeah. day we get there Mike sticks like a 36 Damn. and I'm like oh my god we've only been fishing like 15 minutes it's pitch black yeah we're like hanging out with people out talk like this and they're like oh my god we ain't never coming back Elizabeth yeah I mean just backyard boys you know what I mean yeah, yeah. yeah. But they know how to fish, you know. What yeah, I'm saying? definitely. And, and so, man. Um, so I'm throwing the swim bait. Swim bait. And the second day, I throw the swim bait, bro, and I pop it twice, pop it twice, and I see this thing come out from under the wood. Oh man! And my my 250 literally disappeared. It literally just disappeared. I saw the mouth open, disappeared, and I knew to set the hook because I didn't see no more freaking swim yeah. bait. Dude, I set the hook. Boom, 52 pound. That's huge. Fifty-two pound striper. Yeah, that thing was. I sent you guys a picture. Huge, dude. Yeah. Its belly looked like it swallowed a two-year-old. I was like a fish of a lifetime. For oh, you. Like, yeah. I mean, and it I was. Mean. And so the crazy thing is, is like I've never fished there, and I didn't catch like a twenty or thirty to start my, you know, to get yeah, a yeah, feel yeah, for it. <laughs> Boom! I went straight to the fifty, dude. And it, dude, it had me up and down. What line were you using? Like leader line? Oh, uh, we were using a 40, 40 pound big game. I mean, we don't play around when you're mono, straight yeah, mono. Yeah, straight right? mono. I all learned, the way. I learned that trick uh, at Diamond Valley last yeah, week. Yeah. I had Braid to mono to- uh, top shot, and I'm like, see, I had an S waiver just fly in there, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> what happened? Your connection not? Yep. Uh-oh. No, it was actually Braid. I think I got a nick on the Braid. Oh. So the Braid oh. was broke off, but I was like, fuck. 
And it was the first time I ever launched on my own at Diamond Valley. I, I, love I lost it. a deep diver crank, like one oh, of those big oh. XD10s. I'm like, fuck, horrible day. That's not good. <laughs> but fishing, hey, it's still better than working, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, I honestly, I like the, it depends on the swim bait I'm throwing, though. But, I mean, I like I like the braid to um, to mono or flow. I'm not flow because there's no stretch in Well, that's what I, I talked to Charles. He said, nope, straight 30-pound mono, yeah, bro. Yeah, straight and I'm mono. Like, and I'm like, I'm learning still, so it's like a new thing. Yeah, I, throw, went out and, so. I throw 25 pounds straight mono on pretty much everything. Yeah. My hoods, my glide baits, yeah. my, you know, our, our big depths. We uh, pretty much that's Have you thrown uh, the big, like, the, the 250s oh, uh, yeah. out at the salt for the Calico salt? yet? I don't know. Have I you just seen, have you seen uh, Southern Swim Baits? No. The, oh, go to his Instagram. They throw a depth 250? Oh, they throw everything. They go to San Clemente, dude. On the Calicos. We no. throw the big Savage oh, Gear glide baits, though. We throw those big old. I've thrown uh, the BBZ. Yeah, the BBZs yeah. will throw yeah. at them. It's crazy. They have some crazy. They throw musky baits. They'll throw big musky baits like prop baits. Like, it's crazy. Check out his Instagram. It's a Southern Swim. It's Matt Peters. And he has that. You ever seen the video, the DVD, uh, uh, Trout, Southern Trout Eaters? Uh-uh. Check that out on Tackle Warehouse. It's like a three-hour video. He made it, and it's like awesome. Southern Trout Eaters. I got to look that up. Oh, you'll, you, dude. Some check fish, out, check some out fish porn for the flights. Hey, he's the, he's like the go-to big swim bait guy. Like, he's amazing, man. And hopefully, really? we're supposed to have him on, I think, uh, next month. I'm supposed to go, Hopefully, if everything goes well, we're going to try to do a video with him and have I don't him know, on. Yeah. I mean, we were throwing swim baits before swim bait fishing was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we were throwing... <laughs> Me, me and Louie, we've, we've been throwing old cast steak baits since we were like, what, 20 years? Something yeah. Wow. 15 years. So Jackson. you guys grew up together? You and Louie? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he's a little bit older than me, but when I first met Louie, I was... Did you meet him through fishing? Yeah. Yeah. No, no way. Did. That's fucking We awesome, met at the bro. mud hole, Santa Ana River Lakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you fished that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, was that, that was the spot back in the days for a lot of us, man. You know what uh, I mean? Nothing, we, the only thing I caught there was a good buzz. That was about <laughs> it, dude. <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were fishing Santa Ana River Lakes when we were catching 217s and... And we were catching, uh, what, two seventeen? We one day I had two seventeens, two fifteens, and like one twelve. That's when, like, when they would stalk them with such big, big trout. That yeah, ten pounders were rats. That was a yeah. Yeah. man. Not it's anymore. Not like that no more. <laughs> and they had everyone said they have a sturgeon in there. <laughs> not a fucking sturgeon in there, dude. Oh yeah, there's a sturgeon in San. No, there's not a fucking sturgeon. Oh, they stalked them, right? Or something. Yeah, That's what were. they say. I never heard one fucking person. Have you heard of someone catching a sturgeon out of there? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they're uh, cat, they're like catfish lake. The probably. catfish lake, really? Oh well, no, they have them in the main lake when they stalk them, but they're only like 24 inches or something. <laughs> yeah, 36. I've caught sturgeon too. I went to I went for a family reunion to uh, Idaho, and my cousin caught a sturgeon. It's fucking sick. Yeah. Four feet long. It's crazy fight, eighty pound braid, dude, straight. Oh yeah, fucking crazy. My man. biggest sturgeon I've caught is uh, fishing the Columbia River, uh, eight footer. Oh my yeah. god, dude, that thing took me an hour and thirty minutes. It I was bet, one man. heck of a fight. Wow. Up there, they have, you know, <laughs> can they keep they them? Like, Where, what state was that? Uh, well, we were fishing the Columbia River, so it's in between Oregon and Washington. That they're so, not keepers, or you can't keep them there. They're you not. can during a certain time of the year. They have to be a certain length. I heard they're delicious. They are delicious. <laughs> you ever have sturgeon steaks? They're, no. they're really good. Really? <laughs> I mean, but mainly I'm a sports fisherman, man. So yeah, man. You know, I'm catching trophy fish around the world because I just want to add it to my bucket list. Yeah. So, got the tarpon that I got in Arkansas. How was that? That was awesome. You know, I mean, not tarpon. Was, I'm sorry. The striped bass. That's Florida. The striped bass in Arkansas. Yeah. 
My biggest tarpon was uh, 225 in Florida. I caught that on a spinning <laughs> rod. <laughs> By the way, in Florida, I don't get hey, these guys, man. Spinning you know, is in Florida. Spinning. That's all like, they do. Yeah. I'm like over there trying to bring like, I'll bring it a two-speed next time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> dude, it's like, come on, dude. Like, what is it? I get it. You know, I get the whole spinning scene out there. Yeah. Coffee cans, whatever you want to call them. But Coffee grinders. <laughs> it's just like, you know. But when you're fishing, I mean, so – when I, when I caught that tarpon, we went to a very popular place called Anna Marie Island. People come from all over the world. There's a certain time of the year between May and June mm-hmm. when these big fish will come in. and They don't spawn necessarily, but they come in to start feeding on the bait fish. The bait fish come in. and um, So what happens is that there's a part of the, of the island where these current breaks are killing the bait fish. Mm-hmm. And so literally, they're like catfish. They come in and they just start slurping up bait. Yeah, and so people come from all over the world to catch. I mean, you'll look down on these sandbars and you'll see thousands. The water looks black. I mean, at one point, I was looking down and and my friends like look down. I'm looking down I'm like I can't see nothing. There's the clouds are are uh, they're blocking the view. I can't see yeah. nothing. He's like clouds. He's like look up. And I look up. There's no clouds. I'm like <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He's like those are all tarpon. They were so thick on a sandbar that it looked like. The shadow of the clouds, yeah. right? You know, like That's how they trip. reflect. Yeah, and uh, and dude, you just see like literally, fit, like two hundred pounders all day. Wow. And the best part of, of going to Anna Marie Island is early in the morning. But you got to get out there really early because mm-hmm. I mean, you got it looks like Santa Ana River Lakes parking lot at that time. <laughs> uh, and and uh, dude, you got it's crazy because you go there and like these guys, they have no fear how they run their boats. I mean. You know, here in SoCal. Straight into the fucking town yeah. bars. I- <laughs> yeah, you know, in SoCal, you're like, you're in our drift line. We're like, get the fuck out of our drift line. And, you know, the poor sports boat guys, they're complaining about the private boaters. Yeah. Private boaters complaining about it. And over there, there ain't no such thing as that. <laughs> like, dude, these guys are like literally like bumper to bumper 91 freeway uh, type yeah. stuff. <laughs> and they're fearless. And you're just like, dude, we're going to wreck. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And we're, you're fishing waves and crashes and yeah you're fishing sandbars and you're just like yeah dude and, and you're hooking up and you're so anyways you're fishing uh you would think you would want to fish live bait but you're you're drifting dead bait in the current and you're just letting wow. it push out freelining yeah. it freelining it and so that's how you're catching these trophy tarpon and people come from all over the how world. heavy a line are you using on those um i well we were using um braid to mono so mm-hmm. the braid I, we had 100 pound Fuck. to 80 pound that's on crazy. a spinning setup, dude. yeah, it's crazy. I'm Definitely. like, what, dude? I freaking I caught a sailfish there too, a 95 no pound sailfish Damn. on 17 pound <laughs> test. It took me two and a half hours to land. <laughs> I was like, why are we fishing 17 pound test? <laughs> for, for That's why we're there. We gotta make bro. it fun, man. We gotta, you gotta make it fun. I'm like, screw this, dude. Like, <laughs> I was literally up and down on this fish because you know over there, Florida, it's shallow, so yeah. it's not like our. It's yeah. not like our ocean. We got deep, and they can go deep and swim yeah. out. Yeah. Right there, it's shallow. So these fish literally just swim in a straight line for yeah. miles and miles, and you're just straight up, up and down. Shit. Up and down, dude. Uh, like, dude. I was on this sailfish for, like, two hours up and down on 17-pound test, uh, and I can see it four feet away from me. Yeah. And I'm just like, just come up, come <laughs> up. I think I sent you guys a picture of that, too, though, but I'm, like, on the yeah. bow, dude. It's, like, way as, as long as That's me. That's wild, dude. Yeah, and I told my buddies, like, you know, it's a 95-pound um, – Sailfish, they're like, dude, that's a big one for Florida. So, I've caught big grouper. Cool. You know, I've I've caught big grouper. 
Still, I mean, I dude, I fished peacock in Florida. Fished them. In How's Florida. that? Oh, dude, those look fun. Yeah, dude, they are gnarly. <laughs> yeah, dude, you can't I, lip those motherfuckers. No, right. you try to, dude. That's the thing, you know. Like you're so used to like lipping calico. Yeah. I mean, if you want to lip calico and you don't want to tear your hands up, but <laughs> and, you, and you lip bass. I mean, we lip bass all day, right? Yeah. Good. You get the bass them, dude. These these peacock, bro. You go to lip them. And it's like they have some sort of weird alligator twist. Like, they must be wow. looking at the alligators like, that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> do the death twist if you don't want to die. Do what they're doing. Because they do the same thing. Yeah, you catch yeah. peacock, man, even a little two-pounder, two it'll twist out of your hand, like, instantly. Wow. They are so, like, you got to get them a certain way. Most people. Use grippers, on huh? It looks like. I mean, they'll use grippers videos, or they'll yeah. gill them. And yeah. It, you. you it, you can gill them. You got to be careful, though. They got big gill plates. I mean, yeah. you don't ever really want to gill a fish, but, you know, some people are sensitive about that. Some yeah. people are not. But, I mean, if, you're, if you've been fishing a long time, you know how to gill yeah. fish and hold it correctly. You know Definitely. what I mean? So, yeah, they are not easy to hold. My, bi- my biggest peacock is a, is a 7.5, and that's a big one yeah. for Florida. And yeah. they fight, like, oh, crazy, dude, right? gnarly. Yeah, they fight They're all over hard. the place, huh? We, yeah. They, and, <laughs> you're, dude, you're fishing them on... Most of the time, they fish them on live bait. I mean, because those fish are st- – the crazy thing is, is these fish, they brought them over from South America, right? And they're growing up in these canals. Florida's yeah. full of canals. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could fish – the reason why there's so many bass everywhere in Florida is because all the canals are connected. And, and they have to have the canals because without them, Florida would literally be underwater. Yeah. yeah. So um, these, these peacock, they introduce them into the canal systems, and now you've got all these canals. All these canals run through people's backyards. So you'll find public access somewhere. You'll dump. You'll jump in the canal, and then you'll just start fishing people's backyards. And it's miles and miles <laughs> and people, miles. Are people usually cool? Like? No. Well, I mean, it's. Pu- <laughs> I mean, you don't. You're not getting on their backyard. Yeah. So as long as you're not stepping on their yard, you're cool. Yeah. Technically, the canal is public land because it's a waterway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so these canals will open up into big lakes. We either, either half acre, two acre, three acre yeah. lakes. And do these peacock? They're growing up on bluegill. They're growing up on. Um, I forget what they call them. They're like these like goldfish-looking uh, like tilapia-style fish. And they eat all and those, so, huh? Yeah. And so they're just feeding on live little shad. Wow. And the live little – the little shad is what is, – is, I mean, shad in Florida is the go-to bait if you want to catch fish. Yeah. Um, but me, I'm an artificial guy. I don't like fishing bait. So yeah. I'm always throwing something that resembles whatever the live bait is. So. It's pretty freshwater. Like, you, I mean, you grow up kind of just throwing for bass. Right. Artificial. Artificial, yeah. I mean, well, being from SoCal, yeah, you can't. We can't fish live bait, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you know, it's like you fish live bait, you freaking, it's like you're going to jail. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, gonna Cal- get you. Yeah, you know, California is the only, um, it's the only state. Fucked up state. Yeah, it is. <laughs> for I mean, you know, being, being, I'm blessed, right? I, I tattoo for a living. I've had great success with it, and and I'm able to go to all these places and fish. And mm-hmm. now that I go, especially going with my friend Mike. Mike Bennett, who's uh, Mike Bennett and Mark Rogers are legendary fishermen. If you don't know who they are, but they are just like solid stud. Uh-huh. I mean, Mark Rogers is OG swim bait fishing, wow. fishing. He's one of the OGs from way back in the days, way way back. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And so I'm going to all these places, and you know, you get to fish marinas, <laughs> you get to fish waterways, river river entrance, like areas that we're not allowed to fish in California. Like we like. I don't know why it's so bad to fish the marinas here. Like, why can't we fish the docks? You know or I mean? even the even the um, protected area, like Huntington Harbor. That back side, 
where you can't go into the wetlands, there's probably huge spotties in there. Huge. Yeah, I, I, and you can't fish. I them. know. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm sure so everybody. Saw those tree hugger people. That <laughs> yeah. And how about Laguna? When I first really got into fishing, Laguna, uh, it was the year before the MLPA went on. Right. So I would go to. Um, there was a cove right there, Crescent Bay. So I'd go fish there. I'd catch sheephead off the rock. It was fucking awesome. Right. They closed it. Yeah. Uh, you can't. You know. Well, the thing is, I mean, I understand conservation right i mean yeah. the thing is like as fishermen as true fishermen we're the biggest conservationists that there is out there yeah right. like we're the ones that don't we we don't kill fish we i mean we do if we're gonna eat it but it's very rare that we yeah we do eat it like dude we're like not donkey many... rigging these things we're not taking freaking you know we're Dollar not DAing them. yeah you know what i mean we're not literally taking a hundred crappie yeah like, exactly. i've seen fools do that we've seen oh, fools do that at oh, parks dude who has i've seen yeah. people catching little dude the bass and they're throwing them in a bucket I'm oh like, dude oh do don't do that around me. Yeah. You, you ever see me start fishing? soccer kicking those buckets? Yeah. Huh? Oh, I'll, I won't even soccer kick it. I'll straight up pick it up and throw it back in the water, and they'll just look at me and they'll think twice about saying something. And I'll just look at them with the old gangster cholo look, <laughs> and then they're like, "Okay, move on." You know, it's like yeah, it's fun. I mean, man. you the, that's the thing. So I understand why we have some of those closures and stuff like that, but. At the same time, it's like it's not the sports fishermen that are doing the damage. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, there's got to be better ways to regulate that stuff. And, and but it affects everyone, right? Yeah. I mean, it affects the tackle shops, the custom custom bait guys, the uh, clothing lines. It yeah. affects. It trickles down to everyone. I mean, like they wanted to close up north that we do a lot of fishing for salmon. And, yeah. You know they they did closures for in Oroville, which is one of my most. Um, Favorite place to fish for salmon, uh-huh. and uh, they closed it for what five years, Louis? Five years or something like that. Yeah, it was detrimental what it did to the community up there. Sucks, I mean, man. they they live on people going there and buying stuff from there. You know, yeah. whether it's the local burger joints to the tackle shops to the hotels. Yeah. Pretty much any store you went to, they had a ta- they had tackle tackle Dude, there. That's yeah. wild, man. You know. Yeah. So I mean, you know, these these things is like as far as fishing being protected there's a give and take right so, yeah but you go my point was is you go to these other states and <laughs> it's not like that like you no. fish you, you fish lake michigan for example you can fish like bait and you catch you catch small mouth and large mouth which a lot of people don't but a lot of people do too i mean yeah. a lot of these guys depend on making money from catching fish and they'll throw a bobber with this with a live bait on it you know what I mean? yeah. or whatever yeah. <laughs> um but uh, you, you get to fish boat docks. You get to fish marine yeah. marinas. Yeah, like, you know you go to you go to uh, um, where we catch those big browns in Milwaukee and Chicago areas, and you can fish all these marinas, and no one's going to tell you nothing. And there's yeah. a couple places that are privately owned, and you can't fish them. But I mean, you could fish rivers. You could fish. You could fish uh, areas where the river's dumping into the into the big lake you can fish the 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 mouth of these rivers in california we're not allowed to do a lot of these yeah things, there's you know a lot I mean? of good spots man yeah that you you know yeah you shouldn't fish you shouldn't <laughs> fish you can't yeah. fish the golf courses here golf. over there you could florida oh, you just when really? you tell you go to the golf course you say i'm gonna come in and fish and well there's some <laughs> okay so here's the thing if so like my friend scott like i was telling you he lives yeah. on a pga golf course right 89 uh-huh. lakes and, dude, when I tell you it's 89 lakes, I'm talking about, like, some are ponds, but some are, like, three-acre lakes. Yeah. Like, they got, like, full-on lakes yeah. on, like, I don't know how big this golf course is, 
but residents are able to fish them. As long as the golf course is closed and it's not being used, you can fish all the lakes all you oh, want. Wow. And so that's definitely not allowed in California. <laughs> yeah. No. So no even way, if you live dude. on a even if you live on a course, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I think the closest we got is Canyon Lake, but you got to live in Canyon Lake. Yeah, you know? that's hard to get into, and that's a good bass fishing. And you got to pay the HOA fee. I, mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to live in there. It's retarded, and they're like freaking. <laughs> <laughs> like Nazi freaking security <laughs> guards with yeah, those guys that wanted to be cops and they didn't end up being cops. I guess I don't know. Just man. like yeah, I mean they give the residents a hard time. Like these residents are paying a lot of money to yeah. live there. I'd make me real mad, dude. If yeah. I, like you yeah. know they're harassing, they're harassing the ones that live there. Like what are you doing here? It's like whoa, bro, I live here. You know, like <laughs> I could fish all I want. It's my yeah. right. But anyway, that's California, right? We we. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about uh, tattooing. How'd you get into tattooing? Oh, man, tattooing. Just, uh, I got into tattooing, bro. I was a young young homie in the hood, and, you know, just... <laughs> Where'd you grow up at? In L.A., so we, you know, we were always around tattoos, mm-hmm. always around graffiti, and, and um, so that's pretty much how I got into it. I started with graffiti at nine years old, and I, I got hooked on doing that, and yeah. then at 13, I started... You know, selling goodies and doing the homie <laughs> yeah. thing and, and uh, hanging out with older dudes. And, yeah. you know, the lowrider scene and the Chicano, the Chicano painted walls. You yeah. Know? Like in East L.A., you see like the big bead hands and the Virgin Marys and the, and the Aztec big calendars. And yeah. I was very intrigued by that my whole life. I mean, as, being an artist, I've always been an artist since I was a kid. So mm-hmm. anything that was art related, I was very drawn to it. And then especially like not having a dad. I was always in the streets, so I was always drawn to the community of art that was, whether it was graffiti murals or hand-painted murals or even the Cholo script that was on the walls, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed all of it. And so, um, you know, once I turned 13, I was hanging around the homies, and being a homie myself, tattooing was what we did. I mean, we would have our parties, you know, back in the 90s, dog, 13, we were... <laughs> We had hey, some fusion killer parties. Party crew, right? Fusion line. Yeah, you know. <laughs> party crew. I remember the party crews and shit and all yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, uh, My so neighbor had had a whole techniques like shit, and he'd play it. Yeah. And I'd walk over playing football, you know, right here. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like crazy, dude. So tattooing was always, you know, tattoo. There was always a tattoo artist at a, ta- at a party back then. Yeah. And uh, so um, I just drew really well. And then one day the homies were like, hey, man, you, you know how to draw really good. Like, you know, yeah. I'm going to make you a machine. And. So he made a, mach- <laughs> made a machine for me, and then I, I remember my first tattoo was with my friend Joey. It was a, a Grim Reaper and, like, some dude hanging off of a tree in a noose. And- <laughs> God damn, dude. It was all crazy. Hey, he wasn't fucking around, huh? Yeah, it was all, like, straight death type tattoo. And, oh, t- so after I did that, I tattooed myself. Actually, I tattooed myself before I did that. Never mind. I tattooed myself. <laughs> I did a stupid gecko that I still have on me. There you go. That I saw in an Easy Rider magazine. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually test, <laughs> tested that out, and then I did that tattoo. The very, very first actual break of skin I did, I did a tattoo on my friend Ricky with food coloring. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's like, it'll come out. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> homes, I did it. So yeah, anyway, so I went from uh, went from doing that. So I tattooed with the homie machine, and I did that till I was about twenty years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had, dude, I had hard jobs. You know, I mean, I didn't go to school, I didn't graduate. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I worked in warehouses and um, multiple warehouses, like lock companies and all this shit, hard labor stuff. You know, and I was doing tattooing with the homemade machine in between. 
And I was actually getting to a point where I was making uh, more money tattooing with the homie machine than I was at work. But, That's awesome. you know, I, I already had a son at that point and, you know, you need that steady paycheck yeah. and insurance and stuff for the kids. And I'm sorry, man, I keep doing that. I'm going to yank the freaking cables <laughs> off the table. <laughs> you know, pumped up all your time on my gangbanging days. <laughs> no, nah, but. Serio you know, pedos, fool. Yeah, serio, man. <laughs> I'll be from, I'll, I'll be like a chameleon. I'll go like, dude, to like, fuck you, homie. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, so then when uh, 18th, uh, 19th birthday, uh, my son's mother got me a professional tattoo kit from like the magazine Hook and Spalding. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Man. So, but the thing is, I didn't want to use it because it was so yeah, heavy. I was so used to, to the, the guitar string and the light Walkman motor, yeah. and I had it connected <laughs> to like an RCA charger. Yeah. So I had like an on and off switch. I was like all professional and shit. Yeah. I would buy like twenty packs of pin, uh, big pins, and clean them out. I'd spend like a whole day doing that. Damn. But uh, anyways. Um, so I finally got the tattoo machine, and at the time I was living in um, Downey, and uh, tattooing people from work. From I finally got a good job at an O-ring company, mm-hmm. and I was a rubber mixer, and I did that for a couple years. That was the hardest freaking job I ever had. Like straight metal shed in the summer, damn, it was like 200 damn. degrees in there. Type Hot shit. as shit. Dude, oh. lifting like 80 pound bags all day, pouring rubber in the freaking hot mill. That job sucked. <laughs> yeah, so for all you haters out there that think I've always been like rich and famous, <laughs> no, I worked my ass off. Um, but yeah, so um, I ended up going to a piercing studio, piercing tattoo studio called Distinctive Ink Tattoo. Uh-huh. And uh, I met this guy, Bobby, there. And um, he was flirting with our friend that wanted to get pierced. So we went with her to get her piercing done. Uh-huh. He ended up flirting with her. We were having a house party because I was tattooing a bunch of people later. So she's like, yeah, you should come back to the house and hang out whatever. So this guy comes. I'll never forget this fool. Fucking redhead, white boy, freckled. <laughs> and he was built like a like a pear. Like, <laughs> you know, that old old man pear shape. He's like, <laughs> he looked like skinny on top. And then he had this big ass. And big ass. I was like, like I'm an artist. Thing. So I visualize people in <laughs> character form. So anyways, he ends up coming back. And um, he sees me tattooing the homies back there. And he's like, hey, man, you know, like, you should come to the shop. We're hiring for an artist. And I was like, what? I was like, no, man, I don't do this professionally. You know, he's like, he's like, man, you tattoo better than the guys we have in the shop right now. And I was like, no shit. (laughs) So um, long story short, he invites me to go back to the shop like the following day Uh or that weekend or something like that. And I introduced myself to the owner Mm -hmm. and I told the owner, like, hey, man, I don't got a portfolio. I took my homeboy, Adrian, which is a. I'm one of his uh, kids' godfather, uh-huh. and he's a big 18th Street vato, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I did his whole back, and Damn. I take him over there, and uh, I go, Adrian, show me your back piece. It was a big old Aztec warrior holding the princess god with the calendar in the background. Yeah. He goes, when you want to start? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit! I, I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I had no professional <laughs> tattoo equipment. I didn't even know what a mag was. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, Justin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know what a mag was. was a mag is a shader needle for uh-huh. tattooing. I didn't even know what that was. And I was like, uh, all I had was this hook and Spalding kit with like a few needles. Cause I was still using my big pin machine. And, um, so I started that weekend. And I was like, Hey man, I can only work weekends. Cause you know, I got a regular job. He's like, all right, cool. So I ended up starting tattooing, uh, got the job. Um, I remember my first day on the job. This was <laughs> fucking bottle. Huh? 
nervous? No, oh, fuck no. no. I wasn't nervous. Because <laughs> I looked at everyone's portfolio. They sucked. I was like, man, I'm doing this with, I'm doing this with one needle. Yeah, I like, yeah. What the, I, Limited I amount of tools, bro. Yeah, because at the time, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, I was a fan of Jack, Rudy, Freddie, yeah, Neg- yeah. Freddie Negretti. I, I would go to a shop as a kid and watch him tattoo. Yeah. And like just being around like Gil Monty, crazy ass old school fucking biker dude. I mean, I was 15 years old skating into a sunset tattoo and all that stuff and Hollywood tattoo and all that. And so anyways, I've always been, in, like I said, growing up around it. Yeah. So, uh, so I knew what tattooing was supposed to be like. Yeah. I knew that black and gray shading was supposed to be like Jack Rudy and Freddie Negretti's work. Yeah. So when I went there and I got the job, I was like, well, this isn't like Freddie and Jack's work. <laughs> so the, my point is I, my first day on the job, I'll never forget it. I, I go – this freaking dude, I'm not going to say his fucking name because it doesn't even matter anymore, but <laughs> he he was tattooing, right? And I, and I was like, dude, you're what are you shading with? I've never seen like black and gray shading so smooth, you yeah. know what I mean? And I was like, what are you shading with? And he was like, you know, this was 98 Damn. when I got the job, or 97, 98. Uh-huh. My son was only a year old or something. So um, back then, tattooing was still old school, hardcore. Yeah, like yeah. nobody wanted you to see what they were doing. Like yeah. people were assholes about it. Shops were ran by bikers, and like uh-huh. it was hardcore. Like people would get smacked when they got their first tattoo. It was like <laughs> it's not like tattooing today, where it's like, oh, you want an espresso? How are you feeling? Type <laughs> shit. Hey, this is what <laughs> I found on Pinterest, bro. Get yeah, it. Oh god, yeah. It's like, oh, how are your feelings today before we do this tattoo? Like, oh god. Anyways, let's not go into that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> As an old school tattoo artist, we'll be here for. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I was like, you know, what are you shading with? And he's like, get the fuck out of here. It's none of your business. <laughs> Mind you, at this time, I'm still fucking gangbanging. I'm yeah. fucking wearing the dickies. I'm fucking working at a fucking O-ring fucking horrible job that I hate. I'm getting paid good, but I don't like it. So I was a little disgruntled. I mean, I ain't going to lie. You know, yeah. I was like, I was, but I was happy at the same time because I got a job in a shop. Yeah. And I thought the homie was going to be cool and shit. And I knew the rules. Like, I knew people didn't want to show you nothing at yeah. the time. But I figured since I worked there, it was yeah. different. You know what I mean? And this guy's like, ah, oh, get the fuck out of here. It's none of your business. What? I lost my shit, dog. I fucking grabbed this fool. I'm going to fuck you up. Hey, fool. And Don't we were, disrespect me, we, homie. Exactly. We were tattooing on the top. <laughs> we were tattooing on the second story level. I was like, I'm gonna throw you off the fucking roof, motherfucker. And he's like, he's on the phone. Do you hear him? Do you hear him talking to me? He's gonna throw me off the balcony. Dude, I was gonna smoke that fool my first day on the job. I was like, I just been here one like three hours. I don't care. So I was all full of testosterone and shit. And then my homeboy Adrian comes over and says, Hey, where's where's this car at? And he's in the shop. He's in the shop with me, and he's like, he's like, who is it? I'm like, I fucking over there, you know, like we were. I was disrespectful <laughs> after that because I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had no care for him after that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, he's all right over there, huh? He's like, hey, you want me to blow up his fucking car? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, dog. Still want the job, anyways. That was a long time ago. That was my first day of tattooing. <laughs> Fast forward five years, I got my first interview in Tattoo Magazine. Damn, um, and it was all Chicano-based tattooing. All yeah. Like, and, and it, it just skyrocketed after that. That's I got awesome, invited to, to conventions that I couldn't get into before, yeah. like Hell City. And I was, I was um, entering contests, and I was beating guys like Justin, you would know, like Paul Booth and, yeah, and yeah. Shane O'Neill and Bob Tyrell. And, yeah. and that, you know, these guys were like, who, who is this kid? You know what I mean? Like beating, beating these like legendary tattoo artists. And so that's how my introduction got into that. And 
And that was it, man. And then fast forward another four year, four or five years, and then I got my TV show and Tattoo Nightmares on, on Spike, which is now Paramount TV. And mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, we've been on the air for six years, and here I am, wor- worldwide known ghetto kid from the <laughs> Slash fisherman, right? Who loves fishing, <laughs> yeah. So now... Now I now I, uh, I I tattoo professionally on a worldwide level. Very successful and thankful, and God blessed me with that. And now I get paid to go fishing and travel the world and do that too. So I get paid to do two of the most favorite things I love in the world. It's awesome, man. So fishing and tattooing. My friends are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It wasn't an easy road, right? It wasn't. It, wasn't. Yeah, it was. A, it yeah. was a struggle, and yeah, you know, I, I put my time on the water, bro. Don't get me wrong. I yeah, mean, you. I mean, I know this is a fishing podcast. The people that know me, I'm I'm a hardcore fisherman. Like I put my time on the water. Louis, we put so much time on the water. Yeah, we, man. we've been like I said, we've yep. been fishing swim baits before it was cool, and mm-hmm. and we've been fishing calico way way back, and you know fishing the surf line. We fish anything that has water. We fish. Yeah, We're not, man. You know, you guys had some really good guys on the show that are specifically targeted fishermen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not. We're like, we fish anything. I mean, we'll go to Utah and fish for tiger trout. Mm-hmm. I'll go to Arkansas, fish for striper. I'll go to Florida, fish for sailfish, marlin, Damn. tarpon, yeah. uh, Lake Okeechobee. I'll go to I'll go to Louisiana. If someone says, hey, the redfish are biting, I'm there. <laughs> hey, to me, we're it's noodling awesome. today? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm all about it. Have you done that? Oh, yeah. You've done noodled? Yeah, on a small level. <laughs> I hey, mean, that shit's sketchy. A beaver could bite your fucking hand off, bro. Right? I'm not worried about the beaver. I'm more worried about a freaking 50-pound catfish drowning. Dude, yeah, <laughs> check this out. My, my grandfather, uh, he grew up in, like, the Midwest. And, uh, like, you know, grandpa would tell you all these stories and stuff. So this one, it was... Uh, There's catfish bigger than Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. So they used to... Because he grew up working on farms. So those, you know, the hay hooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think... If I remember correctly, it was like his uncle or something like that. Like he was noodling, but they'd use a hay hook and they <laughs> tie with a rope and to it, you know, tie the rope to a tree. So um, they. But was the re- rope tied to the hay hook? Yeah. So okay. they not re- to their hands. No, 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 no. Oh, thank God. So they'd reach in there and just you know, <laughs> hook yeah, hook reach in the holes. Um, and I guess his, you know, uncle or whoever it was, his dad was in a wheelchair and he was on the shore watching. Well, he went under the water, tried to, you know, get a fish out of a hole, and the rope broke, oh. and I guess it tangled up around his arms, so oh he drowned. Oh, my God. Um, and I think they found him a couple days later, oh. like downstream. Yes. That's what he... That's what I'm yeah. And you know what hey. you watch with the internet now? You got Instagram and all. You watching these little ass white girls noodling and shit. Yeah, you ever see yeah, that? Yeah. You're like, what the hell? That catfish gonna kill you? Yeah. That yeah. shit's sketchy as fuck. It is. Dude. It I mean, is. Yeah. My wife will not allow me to noodle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I already do so much crazy shit, my yeah. wife. Especially no now that I've lost so much weight, I'm like so active and shit. Yeah. So my how much? Like, how much weight have you lost? Uh, I'm down 198 pounds. How did you do it? A lot of protein and vegetables. No sugar. Paleo? No, no paleo. Your own diet. You're just. You just eat like a, you're supposed to. I mean, I had help though. I had a, yeah. I had a, a nutritionist, and I have a weight loss doctor and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that's because, long story short, I almost ended up dying. I was drinking a lot. I was out, you know, you know, you get into the drinking and mm-hmm. the eating, and you start, you know, as a tattoo artist, you don't really do much. And, yeah, you know, being on TV, yeah, the whole sitting. the whole <laughs> rock star thing, and everyone's yeah. like feeding you, and you're just partying. And next thing you know, I'm like, holy shit, I'm 200 pounds heavier, and uh, I had asthma. 
So the doctors were giving me like these steroid pills, uh-huh. and uh, they they made me gain massive weight. So that was a big part of it. But the alcohol drinking, I destroyed my insides, and I had to have surgery and had oh, to have my man. intestines removed, some of my intestines removed, oh, and um, part of my stomach removed, and I almost fucking died on the operating table, no way, bleeding man. out and shit. My yeah, it was gnarly, dude. And uh, so yeah, you know, uh, my wife had just found out she was pregnant, so I survived that, and. Uh, yeah, I just I just want to see my kids grow up, man. That's so awesome, man. That's that's a uh, really cool that you fucking yeah. stuck to it and yeah. Know. So I mean, I got a nutritionist and they showed me how to eat correctly. And pretty much it comes down to you know you want to have a low fat, high protein intake and um, a lot of vegetables and fruit and stuff. Yeah, not too much fruit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, you got to stay away from sugar. Yeah, 100%. I didn't yeah. eat sugar. I didn't eat any sugar. Any rice, any pasta, any bread for a year and a half. Damn. At all. Have been Not so, one. Was it time. hard or you're like, oh, was, I almost fucking died. I'm a beater, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's hard. I mean, oh, Mexican rice, bro, and, you know, tortas, and I'm a fan of pan dulce, dude. So, so were you eating carne asada and fucking refried beans every morning? Pretty much, you know what I But mean? you know that I did the pay. I've, I've lost 100 pounds like four times, three times. Yeah. And uh, every time it's like I would go like on the paleo for our body. Breakfast is like... The meal, because you could eat eggs, all the meat that I would eat, you know, beans, like something my wife would make me, right. you know, like, but yeah, that's so awesome, man. That's yeah, that's it's really a, cool. and it's a struggle every day. Like I struggle with, you know, food addiction and alcohol is is a is an addiction just like anything else. Yeah, so, I mean, I struggle with it every day, but uh, like I tell people, you know, every pound I lose, my children are worth it. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's my that's my uh, yeah. motivation. Is yeah, my children. definitely. And especially having young children, especially now with the. I have a one and a half. I have a ten year old, a one and a half, and then me and my wife are expecting a new one in April. So it's like I want to be active. And oh, dude, yeah. I fucking hear you. I'm like, I gotta lose some weight, dude. Yeah. I'm now I'm so active. tired of shit yeah. all the time. I'm like, shit. Now I'm so active. I, my wife is like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> <laughs> my libido went up, yeah. bro. And my, and my daughter's like, dude, can we sit down? I'm like, hell no, I'm ready to go, bro. Yeah, I'm ready to go, but dude, I love it, man. Because you know, my fishing has gotten so much better because of it too. Like. I hike and I go to so many places yeah. I would have never done. Like I just went and fished some crazy private, like like nobody really knows about this trout spot where there's twenty pound rainbow wild wow. rainbow. Wow. But you had to, and this was my, with Mark. I went with Mark Louis, and uh, yeah. you have to go down literally about two thousand feet of mountain. Oh fuck! And then you have to hike back up that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something I would not have been able to do. Yeah. yeah. But because of that, I'm able to be more active and fish more. And uh, yeah, so that's what I do, man. I, I tattoo and I go fishing. And people that know me, I, I fish hard, really yeah, hard. So do you cool, hit man. like every state fishing, or yeah? Right now, I'm actually on a goal where um, every so state I, I catch, every state every catch state a I catch a bass, yeah. a bass. So uh, I, I just started doing this like a year ago, yeah. I think it's been. And uh, so I travel all over the world, all over the country, and my goal is to catch a bass in every state in the country. So I how mean, many so far? So far, I've pretty much every single one. I think the only one, yeah, yeah. So far, I got. Uh, it's funny because some states. states will go. There's no bass here. There is. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Because people you know, will go. I was in Chicago, mid straight winter, and they're like, "Dude, I go. It's my goal to catch a bass. I don't yeah. care if it's six inches, two <laughs> inches. I don't care if it's twenty-four yeah. inches. I have to catch a bass yeah. in the state when I'm here, right? Yeah. So, dude. 
four days straight. I'm just sitting there, just working ponds water. I cannot <laughs> drop shopping like a son of I, a bitch. Dude, I canceled my flight home. I stayed an extra two days. I'm like, I'm reaching this goal, man. You know? And uh, my friend, my friend Oscar, he lives there, and he's like, All right, man, we're gonna go to some lakes. They have bass. I go, I doubt we're gonna catch them because I mean the. It was like 35 degrees, uh, cold yeah. front, storm was coming in. Your yeah, wind. Them, it was like 30-mile winds. Like, my chances of catching bass that week were like slim. I had a better chance <laughs> of winning the lottery. <laughs> and, uh, so he takes me to this lake, and we're killing the shad. The, these shad were like the size of the bass here. They were, they were like two-pound shad, gizzard shad, massive That's gizzard shad. Damn. And they were like on a big die-off because mm-hmm. it was cold. Like, yeah. So the cold front had come in. They're dying off. And I finally get to this back, dude, like, it looked like downtown L.A. back sewer river, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was, like, yeah. just, like, this back little cove, and I get up in there, and I start throwing a cool bait lure with a little like, little Brooklyn minnow attached yeah. to it. Like Boom! Under, underspin? Yeah, a little yeah, underspin, yeah. cool baits minnow, uh, uh, underspin with a Brooklyn minnow on it, a little twitch tail, the old ones, yeah. shad color. And I mean, they're they're eating baby gizzard shad. Yeah. Something was eating them, and it was bass. I finally got one, dude. It was only like you know ten inches, but you did it. I got my goal. <laughs> you did it. Thirty-five degree weather, cold front. You Fuck, know, I didn't man. have no boat either, so that's yeah. another handicap. I sure. Mean, at least if you got a boat, right, you can go yeah. out there, find them in deep structure, yeah. warmer yeah. water. But I didn't have none of that, so Damn. I was limited. You know, if if, if I have a boat, sonar. I'll find I'll find some warm water somewhere yeah. on that transition yeah. line, and you can always catch bass. Huh? Yeah, yep. in cold but weather. From the shore is a different story. Exactly, because yeah. you know the, all the shoreline water is really cold already. Fuck yeah, or it's iced over. But yeah, so I I got twenty five states under my belt so That's far. Awesome, bro. Bass in every state, whether it's a smallmouth or a largemouth, it doesn't Our matter. Striper, no striper, no. <laughs> That's <laughs> a different thing. Wiper don't count. Striper don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be part of the largemouth. Dude, I was actually in Detroit. <laughs> Detroit was one I just recently got of my off the bucket list, and uh, I'm I'm staying in downtown Detroit, right? And staying at the GM building. I don't uh-huh. know if you guys know about it, but it's a big building. Uh-huh. It faces Canada, and the, the main river separates it between um, St. Clair and uh, Lake Michigan. Uh huh. And um, or not Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan's above St. Clair, I think. If I'm correct. But anyways, the Great Lakes are there. Yeah. And it's in between two of the Great Lakes. The the, the river that runs through. Runs into St. Clair, which is one of the best smallmouth lakes in the country. Uh-huh. And um, so I went there with the intention of like, dude, I got to catch a St. Clair <laughs> spot. It's like, I got to do it. Yeah. Again, I have no boat. I'm trying to hit people on Instagram like, who's got a boat? Like, Let's go fishing. <laughs> Who wants to fish, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so nobody, no, everyone was working because it was during the week. So right outside the GM building, there's a waterfront. And it's, uh-huh. a, it's, a, it's a tourist thing where like people walk and all this stuff. Dude, I see structure. There's like old wooden structure, Damn. like where the old like uh, wall used to be. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. now they have a new wall. You know what I mean? It's all concrete, all fancy. But there's like an old wooden wall that used to help the barrier to you know for the flood control. Or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, there's bass. <laughs> I took my travel rod, and you're not supposed to fish there. And I was like, screw it, man. I went late in the afternoon. I saw the security guards were gone already. It was Sunday, and I go down there and I start fishing the walls. I pull up on one of the first old wood structures. Boom! I caught ten yeah, spotties, dude. just raped them, and people were like, um, "People were, were using all weedless, weedless shit, huh? Weedless or what were you using?" No, actually, I was using a, a Ned rig. Oh yeah, yeah, I was using a Ned rig. I haven't caught one on Ned rig yet. Yeah. I just barely started using. It's underrated. Little, are you using a little short, short robo worms? Are you using? I was using the robo worms. I was also using the um, the 
Z-Man? Z-Man. Those are nice, too. Yeah, yeah. man. The yeah. Z-Mans are good because they're, like, indestructible. A little yeah. bit of crazy glue, dude. Stick it yeah. to the, yeah. the net. Have you tried the weedless uh, net, net rig? Yeah, I have the, the weights. Yeah, yeah the, the weedless one, I just bought the heads from Fisherman's Access. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I caught a couple at Diamond Valley when I went. Yeah, just they're little great. little tiny guys, but they're really cool. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get you down real quick. Yeah. That's a cool thing. Yeah. You well, know? the way it's a dart jig, so it's yeah. going to go down. It's going to dive deep. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, so I caught him on the Ned Rig and and on peanut butter jelly color. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing, <laughs> it, was like, it was like a Nike show, right? Like, it reminded me of the show that we were just talking <laughs> about. Because I'm sitting there, and I'm slaying the spotties, right? Yeah. And people are like, there's fish in there? <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like... Lake Michigan is that way. St. Yeah, Clair, like, dude, yeah. you're in between two. It blows my mind how, I guess if you're not a fisherman, though, yeah, but it just blows know. my mind how people think that there's yeah. no fish in there, you know? I mean, there's massive striper in there, massive striper yeah. in there, you know? So, big musky. You got 64-inch musky swinging oh, in that river huge. system. Oh, yeah. Man. So it's, I'm like, dude, if I stick a muskie on a Ned rig, I'm screwed. It's gonna <laughs> <laughs> going to Canada. I ain't seen oh, it. <laughs> Bite you right off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing that sucked, though, is I did some research because I always do research where I'm going, you know, Google mm. Maps and YouTube videos. I'll, I'll research areas on what they're fishing with. And uh-huh. it works. Like, it, it really does. So the only thing that sucked is uh, the good fishing was on the, Cana- the Canadian side. There was like a big land structure where they're able to fish. Of course, Canada. They hey, good luck getting over there. Yeah. <laughs> Not with my old record. Hey, dude, you could have a little bit of something on there and they didn't let me in. Yeah, I, I heard have a tours, lot of like, something. bands going over there and people being like, dude, I'd like a misdemeanor car accident. Nope, can't come in. Yeah. You know, like wow. fucking horrible. Yeah, no, they yeah. would probably throw like the bars down in the in <laughs> interrogation room when I walked in. <laughs> But yeah, it is. So I mean, that's that's what I do, man. I tattoo and I go fishing. I fish and you have uh, Fish Elite, right? Yeah. Oh, so you start. Yeah. So Fish Elite um, was something that started as a group of friends with Louie and a couple other guys that started back in 2003. And uh-huh. it was just like a pretty much just like a group of us that loved to fish at the time. And um, I, I got tired of like not being able to buy really cool fishing clothes. And I was like, man, everything is so like. No disrespect to like Guy Harvey and stuff. He's a great artist and shit, but it's like, it's kind of, it's gay. It's like, yeah. it's boring. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear like, it's like palm tree infested stuff. You know what I mean? And um, so with, 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 that ins- with that stuff out there, I'm like, ah, I'm just going to draw my own stuff. And I told yeah. Louie, I was like, hey, Louie, I'm just going to start designing my own clothes. You know, what do you think? He's like, oh, do it, dog. And so I did it. Put a couple designs out there, and that was it, huh? Yeah. Freaking took off like a firestorm, yeah. bro. I didn't realize it was you had it that long. Yeah, well, the clothing side of it, we just started. It's more recent. Uh, what, five, five, six years now? 2010. Oh, so it's been eight years already? The clothing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Something like 2010. that. 2010. Wow. Oh, time flies. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah so it's, it's it's like an underground style of clothing yeah. it's not really something that uh, you know um it's not something that i want to put in a bunch of shops it's yeah, just something yeah. that i do for a hobby and and uh, just something cool for people to wear and it's taking off man like it's really i like that, that. with kiss it cans free shoes motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. 
There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bones design. That was, yeah, that was my, uh, that that was was my uh, tribute to my skateboarding days. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool idea. So I, I took the Bones Brigade design and I completely redrew it. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people... I seen a Bloody Dex one where they pretty much just copy and pasted it and just added like a knife to it, which was cool. I liked it. I bought it. Yeah. And then, but when I wanted to do mine, I wanted to do like a full rendition, full redraw version of it. Yeah. Know? So I drew with like the skeletal bass and stuff. Yeah. Oh, dude, we couldn't even keep that on the shelves at Fred Hall this year. It's mm. sold. So we sold like three hundred shirts or something like that. Yeah, it's that's crazy. When I saw you at Fred Hall, my son, he saw. I showed him a picture of that. Does yeah. it, that's why I was asking you if you had youth ones because. I do. I actually, we I have that shirt. Yeah, we just got some in. I'll give you one, G. Okay. Yeah, cool. we didn't have them at the time because, you know, with clothing you got to be careful. Yeah. Like the yeah. whole the whole, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> retail side of of selling gear. And I work. I don't know if you guys know of a company called Solon Clothing. I've been yeah, with them yeah. mm-hmm. for a long time. So I've learned a lot about retail through That's them. Awesome. And it's actually creating a clothing line is one of the hardest things to do. It yeah. is so difficult. I mean, as yeah. far as like keeping up with production. Keeping production costs low. I mean, I'm a business owner, so mm-hmm. I'm all about keeping the numbers down so yeah. bigger the profit, right? Yeah. Especially if you're doing artwork, you're trying to generate more of a profit, and you're trying to invest more. The thing is, is with clothing, you end up investing more and not making that much back. Yeah. Um, so you got to be very careful on your designs and how you choose them and whatnot. Yeah, know? we talked to Charles. I talked because we want to try to do a shirt, just like a podcast shirt. Yeah. Something cheap, and thank God. My buddy owns a, a big uh, printing company. You there know, you so go. We're able to get it for cheap. It's United Print and Press. And yeah. But uh, he's like, keep it black and white, simple, bro, yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. just in the beginning because it's like you got to pay for the next color and the next color right. and the next color. Well, the thing is you, you, know? you want to keep it simple. I mean, Charles is a great example. Yeah. His artwork, like his kelp designs are – Yeah. They're a great example of what a T-shirt should be like. Exactly. You know? Like this fisherman shirt I'm wearing. Yeah. Like just simple to the point. Um, the the problem that I see with a lot of companies, and this is me coming from the artist point of view, is uh, you, you you got like a million people trying to make clothing companies out there. The only problem is they're all using the same vectors. They're all using the same <laughs> Google yeah. search images. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know if the normal people can see it, but I'm just gonna let all y'all know <laughs> I see it. <laughs> Being an artist and tattooing my whole life, and 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 like, we know Google better than anybody and all that. Yeah, it's like. Every time I see people's clothing, I'm like, oh, you cropped and pasted that, you cropped and pasted that, and you cropped and pasted that, and you use the same tuna, and you use the same tuna, and all you did was stretch and fatten that one out and warped it a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. You ain't fooling nobody. At least most yeah. fucking artists, you ain't fooling me. So unless you're hand-drawing it like the way me and Charles do, you're, yeah. you're a fucking lame-ass. It's all just a ass <laughs> vector fucking copy and pasted shit. You know so I mean? how, how do you feel? How, I was talking to a friend that does tattoos, and... Uh, how do you feel about people coming in with Pinterest or with their phone and showing you, hey, this is what I want? 
There's some other dude's tattoo. <laughs> I feel like it's gaka. But Did you just say not doing it? Or? Well, yeah, I'm not doing it. For sure, yeah, I'm not doing it. You'll tell him right off the bat. I'm 100% no. custom tattoo artist. So, yeah. But, you know, at least it gives the artist, it, there's a good and a bad thing to it, right? I mean, it's bad because, I mean, my artwork has been duplicated many, many times. Like, yeah. I do custom tattoos for clients. That fallen angel. Yeah. Oh, God, my <laughs> fallen angel. <laughs> yeah, that thing's been tattooed a million times yeah. over. But. You know, you can't control it, right? I mean, we live in a world where we're internet-driven, yeah. and it's some people say it's flattery. I've gotten to the point now in my old age where I can care less. It's like, yeah. it's, it's cool to do my tattoo, whatever. But the, for me, if you come at me with an idea that another artist did, it's like, okay, at least you're giving the artist an idea of what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the artist's responsibility is to not mimic the tattoo word for word, right? Mm-hmm. Like, T for T. Get the idea and come up with your own concept sketch. Look at it once, put it away, and draw. now go yeah. in the back and draw something that you're going to do. Yeah. And so that's where I find the problem. Is most artists, they don't do that. I mean, we live, and, and Justin knows this, being a tattoo artist, we live in a, in a Photoshop-driven world. Every <laughs> tattoo now is all Photoshopped yeah. and, it's, and it's driven. And it's got its good and it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem is if you're going to put a clock with a skull and paste it in Photoshop, and it looks like it's cropped together, <laughs> that looks like ass. Yeah. And it looks like shit. And, yeah. and, and, and it looks like everyone else's million other tattoos that they've yeah. done. And, you know, suck it up. That's, that's the artist you want to be? That's the artist you want to be. Yeah. But if you want to stand out above the million tattoo artists and you want to be successful in our industry, you got to get that clock and you got to get that skull. Mm-hmm. And you, you can use your Photoshop, but you got to... Use it to its basic necessity. Like, break it down to its only the anatomy of the tattoo, and then just go completely freehand with it, and just go have fun with it, and make it flow correctly, and make it go with the body. Don't make it look like you copy and paste it and just put it all over this person's yeah. body. It looks like shit. We can see it. Yeah. A lot of these guys ain't gonna tell you, but the true artists, like Carlos Torres, all my boys, mm-hmm. we sit back and we just look at it, and we're just like, yeah, it's it's copy and paste it, and we see it from a million miles away. Same black and gray shading everyone's doing, and again, you don't want to get me on this subject because I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about it forever. And shit, so. yeah. Well, that's what because I had a, I mean Justin and I have a friend that worked for this guy John Montgomery for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, like, I asked him, I'm like, "Hey, what do you, he did all my tattoos?" So I'm like, "What do you? You got any questions?" Because I mean, yeah, it was kind of cool. So I. I threw that one out there for him. So. Yeah, Pinterest <laughs> sucks ass. <laughs> yeah. It destroys custom tattoos. Yeah. And at the same time, like I said, there's a positive to it. There's always a positive yeah. and a negative to anything, right? It's like, again, you give the at least you're giving the artist an idea of what you want. Because believe it or not, I get it all the time. People come into my shop, and they come from Australia, Japan, Germany. They come from all over the world to uh-huh. my shop, man. And they come in, and they'll, they'll just be like, just do whatever you want, Gus. I don't care what it is. Just do. I'm like, no, bro. Like, you got. Yeah, give me you an idea. You gotta give me. <laughs> okay, like, what do you like? You're like ice cream or fishing. <laughs> give me something that I can, that I know your personality, so that I can base your tattoo on your personality, right? Because yeah. that helps tremendously. Yeah. And so, in that aspect, the internet does help, and it also helps, um, in in this day and age, to um, show the world what you're capable of doing. And keeping yourself busy. And at the same time, it hurts our industry because tattoo artists are not walking shops anymore because of it. Yeah. Um, you no longer can you um, 
people are not forced to go to shops and look at people's work and mm-hmm. and determine their, who they're going to get tattooed for the next three or four or two years, whatever it is, yeah. based on the portfolio they're looking at. Because now they just go on the internet and they find what they like and then that's it. Yeah. And it's, if you don't have some sort of a, a, a original style or even your personality goes a long way. I mean, if you're one of these dickheads who wears their earphones all the time, yeah, no fucking, one wants to sit there. And, and you're a rock star. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm old school, right? I'm like part of the tattoo is part of the stories you tell each other, and and, yeah. whole and you're talking, you're interacting. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm, it's like meeting people like uh, from Instagram. You see someone and in person. Yeah. Like I've had a couple experiences where I've met dudes where I'm like, they seem like a cool guy. Then I meet him in person. And I'm like, this guy's a fucking cocksucker. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like you know, like I do not like him at all. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You seem like nice, but. I mean, it's like having that interaction with someone is a complete different totally. story. Totally. You know? I mean, yeah. it, you know, again, I'm, I'm a 90s kid. So, I mean, I was, I was, I was in gangbanging when it was full stream, fucking mm-hmm. drive-bys, doing ditching parties. So I've always been in a social environment yeah. my whole life. And now that social environment is dying. Like, even in normal everyday life. Mm-hmm. Fish, even in fishing. Like, it's Yeah, dead. definitely. Like, no one talks. Everyone hates each other. And that was one of the things about Fish Elite is we all we were always like Fish Elite is not a team. We're not a certain group. Yeah. Fish Elite is just a group of guys who loves to fucking throw fish. I yeah. mean, not throw them, literally throw them. Yeah, I fucking rip their lips and yeah, throw them you know, we, fucking lake, right? Dude, we're all about throwing <laughs> we're all about throwing baits and catching fish, right? And it's like it's just like a brotherhood of just fishermen. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your trout war problems with Santa Ana River Lakes and all this stuff. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your tube jig is better than that tube jig, or your damn fucking... Look at you. You're on top of it right now. Oh, dude. You're on the main fucking thing right now. Oh, dude. It's, and we're about to start, start trout wars. <laughs> you know, once you start traveling the world and fishing yeah. areas that are so beautiful that you can't uh-huh. even put your mind on it, dude, this stuff here in California blows my mind how these guys will literally, like, go to war on Instagram and social media and show how sensitive they are. It's like, that's one thing about me that I don't do. I don't show how sensitive I am about. You can call me the suckiest tattoo artist in the planet, yeah. or uh, or you could say I'm the worst fisherman in the world, and I won't even acknowledge it. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna bug you. No, like you know, and uh, you're right. Like I went to Idaho, and I've, I've probably talked about this before, but everyone was so nice. I went fishing, and I'm used to being a fucking asshole. Because you're at the lake and you know you don't want anyone to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. And then this dude walks up. He goes, hey. I'm like, what's up? He's like, oh, I have some extra worms if you want them to go fishing with. They're kind of biting over. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, why is this guy so fucking nice? Dude, and hey, th- what do you want from me? You know, like, <laughs> pyramid, huh? Yeah. Pyramid? Yeah, pyramid in Nevada. It's like, yeah. uh, you know. Dude, everyone's so fucking yeah. nice, right? It's, it's just because in California, man. bro, we're so egotistical maniacs yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, and it's like, it, it's okay, true. dude, like, you know, the swim bait game right now, Mark Rogers and me, we have so many laughs about it, but I love Mark Rogers. He is like, on swim bait communities, he is the uh-huh. best. Because he is like, he just. He has the best, like, jokes for people that are, like, just getting into swim baits yeah. and making them and shit. And, you know, everyone's hyped up on making baits. And, like, I got another friend of mine, Nate. They call him Nate Bates. He's been making swim baits a long time. And uh-huh. like, all these, like, OG guys are just, like, they don't even want to bass fish anymore because of how political and sensitive people are over And it's it. – Cali- it, I think it's just overpopulation, dude. Like, yeah. we have yeah. a lot of people in California, and it's, like <laughs> – even I've only been fishing hard for 10 years, dude, and just watching the difference from 10 years is like 
Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to be the best. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Are my baits the best? Are yeah. my, you know, this, you got to yeah. use this bait or you got to use that. Yeah, but Dude, why, why, why does it got to be about that? I yeah, mean, like, exactly. as, as, much, as much notoriety as I have and as much mm-hmm. success as I have and, and all the endorsements that I have and all the big companies, dude, I'm not out there like, you got to use this bait. You got to yeah. use this bait. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, nah, dude, like, we're fishing. Fun. We're fishing. We're having fun. Yeah. Dude, if the sinkles is what it takes, the sinkles is what it takes. Yeah. If it's a stupid drop shot shot, the drop shot is what it takes i'm not better or i'm not above me throwing a swim bait or a drop shot i'm a fisherman it's it's for the love of the the sport like straight up you can call it cheesy or whatever cliche but it's that's what it comes down to is catching fish and having fun like yeah you know what i mean i'm just lucky that i have a job and i can fish for multi multi multi-trophy species of fish and and i have multi-trophies of fish under my belt yeah I mean, like, I got the state record for lightning trout. I think. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I got 20. See, this is another thing people don't know. They don't put the cholo <laughs> on the cover of Western Outdoor News with the record. You know, like, I'm all tatted up. I, I, dude, I got a 20. Hey, with your Pendleton all fucking. Yeah. Just the top button. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I, I, with that leg forward with your fucking Reeboks on. Yeah, all, all with the chin up top, <laughs> looking at my neck tattoo. <laughs> you don't see that. You know what I mean? I've been on the cover of Western Outdoor News, which is like nothing, but I've been on there like twice, but I was literally fully covered up. Yeah, with your mask on. And I catch a state record fish, and they're just like. Yeah, we're not putting you on the cover. You can see all your tattoos. Uh, You're in a tank top. And oh, shit. really? Yeah. So <laughs> I have a I have tw- a twenty point eight pound lightning trout. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The Santa Ana River. Yeah. Which what do they what do they call them in other states now? Uh, uh, thunder trout. Okay. Uh, they call them something else. Some weird lightning p name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I got that. Tw- I I mean I have it was in the newspaper, so at least I have. They Damn. did it in black and white. Yeah, yeah. They put me in the back of the page and shit. But Western yeah. outdoors like this spot, right? I mean, yeah, like. dude. Recently, so that trophy fish, that state record fish that I got, uh, one of the trophy uh, trophy fish that I've landed. Uh-huh. That one, I had the mount skin mount made for it. Mm-hmm. It was done at Santa Ana River Lakes, right? And so Santa Ana River Lakes, uh, fifteen years ago, decided not to give me the mount, and they kept it. And it hung wow. in the tackle shop Duh, for 15, uh, 16 years. Someone broke it? No, no, no. Uh, no? It hung there, right? Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys saw the YouTube video, but I did a graffiti of a trout and a catfish yeah. all freehand. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and so I said, I told the owner, I said, all right, man. He's like, well, Gus, what do you want? You know, he said, I just want you to paint something. I was like, what do you want? I was like, just pay for the cans, and I want my trophy fish. <laughs> Give me it back. <laughs> that's hanging in your damn tackle shop. Yeah. You know, I, dude, I, I mean, I get paid some good money to do my artwork nowadays. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that's all I wanted. He's like, done deal. So I spent two days doing this, this uh, fish mural at Santa Ana River Lakes. You'll see it. Like, it's right by the tackle yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole tackle thing. If you decide to go to the mud hole. Uh, but, um, so yeah, he handed me the how many How many mounted fish do you have at your house? Uh, right now I have six, but I have my big 52 pound striper coming. Ooh, I did. That'll be nice. I normally don't kill my fish. Did you do that off pictures or is it you, you actually? I killed that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, guys. There ain't going to be too many times in my yeah, life where yeah. I catch a 52 pound striper <laughs> on a swim bait. It ain't happening. So he died. 
I mean, I gotta get one every once out of yeah, the thousands and thousands yeah. of fish I, agree, I catch. I agree, I agree. Yeah. Out of the thousands and thousands of fish I catch, I have to kill. Do you put one. this in your garage, or does your does your lady let you put them in the house? No, my wife. My wife is a full supporter of my addiction. Okay. She is the best woman on the planet. I'm not just saying that because I'm married to her, but I mean, Louis can testify. Oh, you're on the mic. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, I have. I'm lucky. I have a unicorn for a wife. <laughs> she she she's a tattoo artist. She's fucking super gorgeous. She's a very talented. She never complains about my fishing, and I fish a lot. And I and I don't just fish at home. You got to remember that. I'll You're co- out and about. I'll, I'll go to Akuma, and I'll, I'll be at the I'll be at the warehouse, and me and Mike will be talking. He's like, "Hey, bro, we're gonna go catch big ass brook trout in I don't know, Utah." <laughs> when I'm like, "When, dude?" He's like, "Next week." I'm there. Okay, how long? For six days. I'm like. Okay, so I'm looking at my calendar. Oh shit, I gotta reschedule all these appointments. <laughs> gotta, and then after that, I gotta freaking tell my wife, uh, okay, honey, so I'm going to Utah. <laughs> okay, babe, sure. When are you going? For what? Next week. <laughs> oh no, she already knows what I'm going for. <laughs> She's like, uh, so, uh, so for how long? Uh, six days. <laughs> <laughs> and she just gives me the look of like, you know, I love you, right? And, and, uh, yeah, but she never complains. She yeah, never bitches awesome. at me, and I have a full on addiction. I mean, you you go in my garage, bro. You got my, you got. We just recently got a bass boat now, so we got the nitro sitting in the garage. Ooh, and and where'd you get it from? We bought it off a private owner. Okay. So, and then on the other side of my garage, I literally have a full blown tackle shop. Hallelujah! Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like a wall rack, and you walk in there, and I got I don't know freaking. So many swim baits and Damn. stacks of Berkeley tubes. I stock up every time I go to the tackle <laughs> shop. You know, we all know how that goes. Yeah. What's your, I don't what's need your tackle shop? That We're you going to tackle shop after this, actually. Yeah. And which one do you guys like going to? I like going. My favorite tackle shop to go to is um, is, is Fisherman's Landing off Chapman, right? No, uh, uh, performance tackle. Per, no, performance? no, performance. That's the one by my shop. The one that we go to there used to be by Irvine Lake. Oh, oh Longfin. Longfin. Roger Longfin. 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 Roger, yeah. Longfin. Yeah. I, yeah, they're cool as shit, man. Longfin is my yeah. favorite place to go to. And they got a lot of shit, too. Yeah. I and just like to talk about the tackle shop so to keep uh, everyone trying <laughs> to go because it's easy to go to Tackle Warehouse, order uh, whatever the fuck you want. Tackle Warehouse? You know? We all love Tackle Warehouse, right? But, I mean, I love supporting my local tackle exactly. shop. Exactly. That's and, why uh, I want to talk about who you go to. Longfin. And my, yeah, my Roger, there, Roger you know? and the guys, his family, his kids work cool. there. And, you know, my favorite thing about long, uh, about, about that uh, Longfin shop is you walk in there and they talk to you. And it's very rare. Uh, I used to like going to Save on Tackle. I used to. But they're, so, they're kind of like. Uh, after Roger's done his. <laughs> I'm not going to say shit, but, you know, I just yeah, walk, I I just walk up mean. in there, homie, and I get what I need and I'm out. Because, you know, there's a few guys in there that are super fucking cool still, and they'll talk to you. But as fishermen, right, like. We like to fish talk. So we're doing right yeah. now. Like we're talking fishing. And when you go to a tackle shop, that's what you want to do. Like you want yeah. to talk yeah. fishing. So when you go into a tackle shop and they're not friendly towards that way, it's it kind of like, ah, I don't want to go there no more. So when I go, when I go to Longfin, man, they're like, oh, what's up, Gus? And Roger will be like, hey, Gus, what are the fish biting on? You know, because <laughs> he knows we go fishing every day. So, yeah, yeah. you know, we give him intel. And, I mean, they're just great guys. It's all about that interaction. You don't get that yeah, anymore. It's more, you're, 
It's more personal, Relatable. right? Yeah, it's, yeah. More, it's more personal. It's more one-on-one. And that's how we got. We had Joe, the GM for performance, come on. Yeah, performance and, is a great uh, place, and, too. And that's how I'm, I went in there one day, and I, I started talking to Mark, the owner. Yeah. And he, I'm like, hey, I'm having, I'm struggling. And he kind of gave me some tips. Yeah, yeah. And now I go to perform. I used to go to Save On, but I moved down towards Buena Park, so it's easier for me just to shoot down. Yeah. You know, to, to performance or even long pin. Yeah, down performance that way, is you literally know? like five minutes from my tattoo. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. That's a, that's another, another cool tattoo. Yeah, show. another uh, tackle store is pretty good. Also for like bass fishing. Mm-hmm. That I've known is uh, Bob's tackle. Yeah, Downey. Downey. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, de- definitely. Yes. Dude's cool, right? He has uh, a big uh, Paris fucking Jason? bass on the wall. Jason's yeah. owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool guy. Yeah. Long, Longfin. I would say Longfin and Anglers Marine. Or that, that's where that's my go-to. Yeah. Anglers. Anglers. Yeah, that's another good. That's place my go-to. Too. Those guys. Yeah, are there. Awesome. I mean, yeah, I used to work by there, so I'd go there all the time. That, especially if you're going for bass, it's yeah. like yeah. Anglers has everything yeah. for bass. Well, I mean. Predominantly, I mean, we consider ourselves bass fishermen. I, yeah. I, I can't really give myself a title. Well, you just <laughs> did with that nitro bass yeah. boat. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, ain't, that thing ain't going in the salt, bro. Dude, the, oh, don't trip, bro. The next is a center console. <laughs> Two things I will own is a bass boat and a bass boat for the salt water. Yeah. That's what I'm owning. That's why I, I was going to buy a flat bottom. Like yeah. a, I went to a last chance. They were super fucking cool and uh, – by Diamond Valley slash Chance uh, Marine, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was gonna buy the flat bottom low, and then I bought the hybrid one, which thank God I did, because I do a lot of calico bat. I used to just freshwater Diamond Valley Paris all the time. That was it. Right now I'm more you know hitting calico, and thank God I did because it yeah. could take the the beating a little more. You know, right, 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 right. What size engine does your nitro? Oh, we're gonna put a brand new 115. Is what we're. Are you at. Uh, so? Are you redoing the the boat? Are you no? So the boat came. The boat came with no motor, and you can tell the boat sat like in a garage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pristine, man. Yeah. So um, we're gonna put a brand new. It's got a brand new trolley motor on it. Cool. Um, we're gonna. I'm looking for a 115 or a 90 to put on it. But I have a 60, and it moves. I mean, I, I can. Me and Justin will be able to go 32, no problem. Yeah. In this just, in this ocean. So I mean, in rough water. So a 90, I mean four stroke. I mean. I would probably put like a 150. I'm, I'm going <laughs> only to, because well, I, I went to the 150 on it on mine. <laughs> what size is it? A one fifth, a seven. No, I can't put the 150 yeah. on it. What size is it? Nah. 17. Well, think. <laughs> it's a 17 no. footer. Yeah, 17. Uh, no, 18. 18. Footer. 18 footer. My uncle has a champion with a 150. Yeah. Fucking weak. dude, that's my but, boat. But it's a champion two stroke. We just took it out and uh, almost sank. But we were taking a stake and the fucking live well <laughs> lines were cracked. That's the oh, boat. So I the water about. was coming in, and I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. And I'm like, Uncle Jim, the fucking water's filling up in the yeah. boat. And then we had to head back in. I want but, that, uh, that 2003, 2004 series champion. That's he has like, a 99, and he yeah. keeps it pristine. It's that's so the fucking best, nice. Dude, those dude. are the best. They take beating. They, that's, that's, ultimately, that's what I want. But. That's, uh, no, no, go ahead. No, go for it, G. No, that's a, that's a go-to, go-to, yeah, go-to yeah. boat. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Especially he was my uncle's in Bass Ackwards for a long time. Yeah. The club, so yeah, he he knew some of the guys on the podcast, like uh, Matt Cobbsef. He knew from being in the club with them, yeah. Yeah. so it's kind of cool. But yeah, he taught me how to fish my uncle. But the boats is like another. I had an invader before, so like I'm way into like. And I redid all my. I, I put a new fuse block in. Nice. I put a new trolling motor in. I redid the whole deck on my boat. I put the uh, a kiwi grip on there, and then I put the. Uh, not the C deck, it's the other one. I forgot what it's called, but it came out really nice. Nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, the boat we picked up, we don't have to do nothing to it. That's awesome, bro. It's ready to go. Just so, the engine. And you're going to yeah, take it to anglers to get the new, to repower it? I'm not sure yet, man. We're kind of looking around. I mean, there's some good options. The only thing is that because we're going to upgrade to the new motor, we might have to change out the cables. Even though the cables are pristine, they're not even, like, rotted out or nothing. So. And then if you get a certain uh, power, you got to do dual steering cables, too, right? Yeah, you just got to yeah. change it out. So depending yeah, on yeah. how it matches up with the boat, yeah. the 115 is going to be more than enough power. Oh, definitely. I drove a 150. We went to the river. And I never drove anything over the my boat sixty, yeah. so I got on a one hundred and fifty Johnson four stroke, and I was so like, yeah. and my buddy's in the back, and I fucking hit it, and he almost falls out. <laughs> like, dude, it it makes a huge difference, like oh, yeah. motors, you know. Like, for us, it's all about getting to the spots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> blowing out, all, waking out as, everyone. <laughs> as we all know, especially Diamond Valley, our home lake. Oh God, Diamond Valley is our home lake, so it's like. We all know all those guys. In the I cannot believe how Rangers. packed it was, man. It was so packed last time. Yeah. I was third in line, and there was probably like 20 people behind. On a Wednesday. Yeah. On a fucking Wednesday, oh, dude. Yeah. Well, Wednesdays, you got your half day. That's why. Yeah, I, probably, I haven't been there in a year because I stopped fishing yeah. freshwater yeah. to fish calico. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and spotties, you know? Paris, and, Paris, and, uh, Paris and Diamond Valley. Our favorite, our favorite stuff is when we're in a rental boat. And we get the ranger boats coming up to us. Hey, so what are you guys catching fish on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're like, oh, why don't you let us borrow your $90,000 boat? We'll show you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, no, we're, or we'll be in our float tubes. <laughs> Dude, what are you guys using? Are you guys big float tubers, too? You guys oh, like yeah. float tubing we, Paris? We grew up float tubing, man. Yeah. Paris is one of our favorite. Silverwood, things. I used to float too, but fuck, man. When it got windy, you'd be <laughs> fucked. Yes. So have a fun. trolling motor on dude, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I love Silverwood. I mean, in the wintertime, like right now, oh, yeah. because it's not, not as many people. doesn't get as too crazy. You know, in the yeah. summertime, I feel like yeah. ghetto as fuck, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see diapers floating by you when you're fucking fishing. <laughs> it's getting better, though. And yeah. These people are starting to be more aware. Yeah, of exactly. Every once in a while, you'll get a group of people, and you're like, fuck, pick your shit up, man. <laughs> you know? Especially when you're out there in the in the... In the woods, like Sierras and shit. Oh, yeah. I bet, man. Yeah, the best time in the Sierras is here. It's too. nice up there. I love it. Yeah. Fishing I got two double-digit browns this year. Oh, yeah. That's Damn. awesome. On the jig. Oh, I think I saw that yeah. post. Yeah, it yeah. was like one That's after. another thing. That same day, right? <laughs> yeah. On the, so, on I mean, the same day, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys want, if, you know, people that know don't know us, just go on our uh, on our pages, officially. Yeah. And you'll see all my fishing adventures on there, man. And yeah, it's see, sick, man. See all the trophies. And we, you can get. Do you have a link to get clothing from there too? Yeah, yeah, it's got the link to awesome. our website for our clothing and stuff. Awesome. I I don't really like. I'm not here to talk about like clothing. It's just like we're just fishermen. Like I said, yeah. we just love fishing. We we fish hard. We spend a lot of time on the water. And the but people, it's cool to have like someone to support that you know that fishes like i don't mind buying clothes from someone yeah, if, yeah. if i know they're fishermen just like me like yeah, yeah. so we definitely want to pump whatever we can yeah, always you, support you know your always support local artists yeah man, you know what i mean yeah. and like you got to remember you know we're not we're not big companies so mm-hmm. you know guys like charles myself we're just we're just artists who love to fish and we exactly. show our love through our artwork and so technically by buying the stuff that we have you're just supporting a, an artist and we all have families just like everybody else. We're, we're all hard workers just like everybody else. And 
even though people say, oh, you're fucking world famous celebrity guy. <laughs> I don't really look at myself. Like, I just like. I just but you're not trying to use that like as a fisherman. No, you're like, I like fishing. And if you like fishing, this is kind of. The good thing is, the know? good thing is I'm able to have a platform. I mean, we do have almost a million people that follow what I do. So Damn, it's like that's sick. we're able to use it as a platform yeah. to showcase fishing. And, the, you know, the, the good thing about it is I, I was always concerned about introducing my fishing into my professional career because you know mm-hmm. people are all sensitive about yeah. love and, and dude trust me i get those freaking tree huggers they're like oh you're burning the fish uh, you know how i solved that problem delete block you know what i mean and so um, delete block. at the same time i've had so many kids come up to me at shows and they're like oh i love fishing my son loves yeah. fishing because he sees that you're fishing and he loves that you're an artist. Yeah. And so now I'm introducing all these other kids into fishing, and now their dads are being more interactive with their kids. Yeah. My own peers are interacting with their kids. Like, hey, Gus, I used to fish, and you got me all pumped up on fishing. Yeah, and now yeah. me and my son go fishing, and see, that's what it's about. That's yeah, it. like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, when you're when you're getting that out there, and you're, you're, that energy, your energy's going to flow, man. You know what I mean? And if you're pushing that energy out there, it's going to come back. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so follow our pages at Fish Elite, man. And, uh, and then my... my my page is at Big Gus Inc. on Facebook and uh, anything else. What about you, Instagram? Instagram page, anyone can check out your fishing stuff. Uh, Night Fisherman 13. Night Fisherman 13. For the fourth For time. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this no, your fourth one? one? No, that's the only one I got. Every, every time he forgets his password, he creates a new account. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Louie, you know you could, you could just email it to yourself and reset it. He's too like, much oh. work. Hey, too much work, dude. No, yeah, everyone uh, follow these guys. They have some sick fishing uh, yeah. stories and uh, pictures, too. Dude, I mean, you're talking about my boy Louie right here. I mean, him yep. and his brother are 17-pound bass at a park. Dude, yeah, no check them out, out, man. No trip uh, out. Um, when Charles was on, he had this, like, crazy story about a sea lion almost, like, you know, a bull, <laughs> like, <laughs> taking him out on a kayak. Do you have any, like... Crazy-ass fishing yeah, stories? Yeah, crazy stories, either of you. Yeah, I was freaking... So, I'm um, fishing the, the Feather River... Salmon fishing, right? Yeah. And uh, fishing the combat zone. This is when we're, when you can oh. fish up on the on the actual dam. So it's an outlet, right? It's a thermal outlet. Mm-hmm. And the thermal outlet, man, this thing is pumping out like 42, 3,600 cc. Like it's Damn. pumping. Yeah. You could throw a Volkswagen in the middle of that thing. It ain't going to sink. Damn. And so, <laughs> dude, I'm fishing, bro. And, um, you know, before you could fish on the dam, mm-hmm. but you can't be on the actual dam. You have to be in the water. So there's okay. a small little, like, maybe eight foot clearance before it like literally because it's a it's a it's a dredge right so is it like a, a concrete wall that comes down it's a concrete wall just like a typical i seen i think i've seen videos of what you're right. talking about because you see him standing like maybe knee deep knee deep yeah, yeah. and yeah. the water's fucking flowing like dude it's, i'm flowing. telling you it's 36 42 4200 cc it's coming out yeah so you only have eight eight feet of clearance. Yeah. If you go out too far, done. you're done. Like, especially if you're wearing your, your overalls because the water's yeah. cold as hell. Yeah. yeah. And if you're wearing your, if you're wearing your waders <laughs> and you don't have your waiter belt, you're going to sink, dude. Yeah. A lot of people have drowned and shit right there. Damn. So dude, I'm fishing, right? And dude, it was a season when the big fish were in and I'm freaking hooking big fish, twenties, thirties. This was a long time ago. This was like over 10 years ago. This happened. Uh-huh. Dude, I'm sitting there and I, and you could see for Two feet, three feet in front of me, that the drop is right there. Yeah. And, I, and I'm aware that it's there, right? <laughs> but the, the, you know, it grows algae in the summer. It grows algae, it gets slippery. Yeah. Even though you're wearing your felt bottom sh- boots and stuff. Yeah. So, dude, I'm fishing. I remember I, ca- I cast, a, cast a big weight in there and I'm drifting the freaking bead. 
And dude, it felt like I got hit by a Mako shark. Boom! <laughs> dude, it hit so hard, it pulled me three feet, and I fell oh, in the fuck. freaking water. And I was like, this is it. I'm dying salmon fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die salmon fishing, dude. And there was this old man fishing next to me. I go, dude, give me your rod. And he, because he looked at me like with yeah. deer eyes, like, oh yeah. my God, what do I do? You know? Yeah. Nobody's going to jump in after Yeah, you. yeah. I mean, I had my belt on, but dude, you're yeah, sinking still. and shit. You know? Oh. And I always carry a knife with me so I can cut my shit off. Yeah. But before I got to that, you, you, first thing, you don't want to panic. And dude, at the same time, I didn't let go of the damn fish. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like doing this, and I'm like, dude, it's pulling me into the freaking cur- into the rip. And I'm like, dude, give me a rod, because a lot of us fish with nine-foot rods Yeah, there. yeah. Single piece, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we want to cast as far as we can get it. I look at the old man, I'm like, dude, give me your rod. So he sticks his rod out, and I grab the rod, and he pulls me in. Oh, thank God. Pulls me in, Did dude. Did you hold on to the fish? Pulls me in, I have the fish on. Boom! I freaking landed that thing that almost killed me, bro. Like, oh my god! Did you kill it? Is a question. Yeah. No, I killed that. <laughs> Trying to that take thing. your it life. It almost killed me, man. The fucker disrespected you, huh? Dude, it seriously it, it, it hit me so hard. You have to drag buckle down because yeah. you don't want to have loose drag because there's a lot of tangles for people yeah. throwing lines and there's big rocks because they have the big rocks for when the water comes out. They gotta filter it out so it doesn't yeah. like dredge away the 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 river, right? Yeah. And so you're always getting tangled up. So you buckle the drag down 20, you know, at the time I had, uh, I was using the old Calcutta. So I had like 12 pounds of drag or whatever. Damn. I had it buckled all the way. Yeah. So when it hit, dude, it just, shit. and it's slippery. So you just go flying and shit. Damn. So, yeah. Now I don't go in the water. Right <laughs> <now. laughs> Not anymore. You learn your no, lesson. No, I, huh? my, I, my casting <laughs> has gone way dramatically better and I can stand <laughs> on the concrete. I'll, I'll, I'll risk the ticket when I do yeah. go in there. But you can't fish in there no more. You're not supposed to. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, happy Land? Yeah. No, Happy oh. Land is up above the bridge. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. You have any good stories, Lee? There you go, talking too much again. No, no. <laughs> no you, <laughs> yes, hey, dude. that's how good you are. Happy huh? Land never, was awesome, You never dude. fucked up fishing, huh? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Let's hear a good one. You got a good one where you you broke a rod or lost a reel? Or Actually, anything? I had a, a four-piece uh, Phoenix rod. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's expensive, bro. Old, old uh, when Ty used to have it. Oh, yeah. He gave us a four-piece rod. Mm-hmm. Tried it out. Had a couple of fish. My last one had about a 50. Mm-hmm. That thing just blew up. Was that Happy Land? Actually, Shithouse. Oh, Shithouse? Yeah. <laughs> These are all spots up north on the river yeah. that you yeah. can't fish anymore. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, fought it like for at least 20 minutes. That thing just blew up. Uh and now four pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's so it's a four-piece <laughs> rod that blew up into four pieces. <laughs> that's not good. Oh, <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, over there, uh, you know, save a couple of people also from drowning. Damn. I used to be a lifeguard, so that's why I had to yeah. jump in there and get them out of there. Man. Right in the combat zone. Yeah. Fuck, man. Good old combat. Same thing. Fish would fucking drag, get... People catch get slammed fish. real hard and, and dragged in, huh? Fish would take them in. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. That's wild, man. And as soon as I see them jump, go in, I get them from the foot and get the <laughs> fuck out, dude. Like, hey, now, give, those, me, those now kings, give me your rod, bro. Dude, those kings will drag you in. When <laughs> yeah. those big kings come in, they'll drag you in, man. Damn, it's a dangerous place. Yeah. Very dangerous. Sounds like it, man. Yeah. Not just that, but the locals are 
They don't and you like were friends it. with all the locals. Hey, locals yeah. only, huh? Back, <laughs> not anymore. Now it's all friendly and shit. But back yeah. then, man, they were fun. you couldn't even if you didn't know how to cast in rotation, you were not going in there. Oh, there's like so you gotta yeah. be like yeah. Doo, doo, if doo. you didn't know the routine, yeah. they would dude, those rednecks would stab you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was crazy back yeah, then. Yeah. yeah, really. Dude, I seen so many fist fights, I knocked out <laughs> No <laughs> way, dude. Oh, yeah. Fist fights and I knocked uh, out motherfuckers that stand at the river lakes. <laughs> <laughs> Was that? I said, I've knocked fools out. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> it gets bad sometimes, dude. Like when you're yeah. fishing, you know, like, uh, t- uh, yeah. I'm over that stage now, though. Yeah, when you're young, I mean, you get heated sometimes. I mean, yeah. But most of the time, I'm on a boat now, so I'm not on the shore. So it's just dudes rolling up, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, that's a good thing about getting older. You give less shits about yeah, stupid things. Yeah. yeah. And you just enjoy it more. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, all about, I'm all for it. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate both of you guys coming yeah. on. Thank you, man. Thank you. Super informative. Uh, check out Big Gus' uh, Instagram. Yeah, you could just search Big Gus on Google, and you'll find a bunch of stuff there on me. There you go. Um, but if you guys want to follow like our fishing stuff, yeah, uh, just uh, www.fishallyclothing.com. Great. And then we got a YouTube channel. It's Fishally. Awesome. And then uh, we got an Instagram, obviously, at Fishly. Um, and our YouTube's funny. We got some, we got some good YouTube <laughs> videos on there. <laughs> So I, I document now. I never used to do it before, but I document all of my travels and experiences. And so that's cool. They're really to, interesting. Even yeah. your Instagram feed, yeah. you know, is like super cool to watch. You know? Yeah, yeah. You guys will get to go on there, and I, I, I am that you know, freaking old man who's still a kid in heart. And when I catch fish, it could be a little. Cross. <laughs> <laughs> you just size that brim. Massive <laughs> <laughs> they're like, bro. It's like it's not that big. I'm like, it's big to me. Yeah. One, you know. <laughs> I still get pumped up about fishing, dude. Yeah. That's how it is. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on.